Oh, um, good question, Peter. Uh -oh. I don't know how are we gonna start. Um, uh oh, 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 right. Well, we're on the same page. Um, oh. I don't even think we're in the same library, actually. Oh, oh, um, oh. Like oh. one of us is in the Hennepin County Library. One of them, one of us is uh, in the uh, know where we're Library at, of man. Congress. We're in the Library of Congress and the Library of Hennepin County. You guys need to stop being so fucking loud. It's almost midnight. Oh, how did they even not? I feel like it's seven, like when Morgan Freeman uses the library in that movie, and it's like the coolest library ever. Our libraries aren't like that. No, no. they're not. They're, they're okay. The Richdale one's pretty cool. But they're it has also a not cool open sculpture. until midnight. Yeah, so how are we in here? Uh, We broke in. I don't remember that. No, the you broke in, you and then... Up. You woke up. I broke up? Yes, you broke up with your old personalities, remember? You're, oh, you're Peter, not, not, not subtlety. You're Peter Podcast, remember? Oh, that's right, Peter Podcast. Thank you. So Peter Podcast woke up in the last episode, but you don't know where you woke up and when we recorded, right? You woke yeah. up in the library. With that's right. Too. Yeah, those 30 hours. Were yeah, because that's the story. That, 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 so that is specifically so the story that we told. Like that's that. exactly what we were, we were, you mean? We were going for. Oh. I, didn't, I didn't say anything. Did I? I don't know. Yes, and you're supposed to put me in a trap and say yes, you did, and you did fucked you? up. No. What did you say? But thank you. <laughs> but what did you say? It. Chris gets it over here. No, I just yelled "butt" because I like doing that. Um, but, but, ass. Don't bring your donkey into this. Uh, what did I say? Pinocchio. Oh my god. It's a good movie. No, it's not. Yes, it is. 1940. Yeah. It's a good oh, movie. okay. Different Pinocchio. Thank I was thinking of the other Guillermo one. Guillermo del Toro's? Come on. It's a bit racist. Not the other one. I was talking about the one with Pauly Shore. That you're actually going to... No! Why would I spray you? I don't know. You pointed it at me. It's in your hand. It's my fidget, okay? And it's pointed at me. It's just a fidget. I'm you're not just, actually going to spray you, okay? You. Calm down. I'm just watering the oh, plants. Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, God. Oh, my God. Jesus Christ. God, they're dead. They're you know it's going to be below dead. freezing, so that they're water's dead. actually going to freeze. God, no. I'm watering oh. the plants, dude. Oh. Chill out. You're also oh watering God. the... Chill. Chill. You're also... boiling. Um, chill. Oh, my God, it's so hot. Chill. The window looks fine. The window's going to freeze on that. <laughs> it's so wet. That's what she said. That's what she said. Good shit. I forgot about this plant. I have technology around me. I know. I'm using that as my shield. I know. I'm using it as my yields to slow this down and talk about a movie tonight. You want to spin You better make sure I don't get Can I spin it? No. Right now? No. no. Why? Because it's fucking sacred and your pants are on. You do that shit with your goddammit. So should I take this? using all the water. <laughs> what, are we in a water shortage right now? Yes. In this bottle, yes we do. Look yes. at that. In Minnesota, we have a water shortage. <laughs> the look on your face was like... Yeah, that water was pretty rough. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> the window is completely dead. The window is completely dead. It had a family. What? Oh. Take, the, take the brave little toaster. Oh, you wrote your name. That's what that sound was. Yeah. No, it's going to be frozen there. Nope. <laughs> You're making the face of you don't want it, but you do. That's what she said. said. Fuck! <laughs> You're like me in VR. Oh god. <laughs> No one knows. Why did you? Right I don't know why I'm flinching at him right now. I can't look at him. So what did what did we what did we land on? Uh, we didn't spin the wheel. 
Oh, should I? Wow. I saved, I saved the charger. I just threw the water balloon. <laughs> it was not a water balloon. It, it broke. It, that, is that, a, that is it's, not a water balloon. It's taped on the lid because it's already been well, broken I can't before. see that tape. You I held it in your hand. I you got water on my feel the tape. You felt the girth. I. <laughs> the girth does not change from tape. It's the texture. It's the thought. The girth does not tape for the gone, tape. Thought. It's the texture. And that's why I don't eat pasta. Well, guys, I check my prejudices. Like and I'm sorry. And zombies. Um, anyway. That was five minutes. Yeah, of course it was. Five minutes. I'm gonna yeah. say that every five minutes. Sweet. Yeah, that's five minutes. That's what she said. That's what, that's what I. That's my thing now. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, so today's episode, Gangs of New York, the of New York. good movie wheel, um, <sighs> has deemed it so. Do you want to press play, Peter? It's two and a half hours that we're not going to finish. You might as well two hours. Play it right now. Two hours and 46 minutes. <laughs> well done. Computer went rogue on you. Woo. Um, you Woo. know, Max, uh, on like computer or desktop, like the space bar does, isn't play. You have to click it. Like, I, did, I haven't used it. You basically have to ask Max to play. That's how inconvenient it is. Can you play now? On computer. On computer. I haven't used a computer to watch a movie in quite a long time. Well, Well, look at you, Mr. High and Mighty. No, I feel slow and behind the times. Um, And high. Yeah, you've said that before. You know Um, I wish there was a way to put this on, like, two speed. (laughs) (laughs) I listened. Okay, so the commentary for this is on YouTube. And I was like, perfect. I watched the movie with the commentary, but the commentary is like faster, mm-hmm. so it cuts like it's like two thirty instead of the two forty that it was. So I would have to constantly like go back and oh, fix and it every now and then. But then after a while, I didn't have to do too much. I I got it pretty much. Okay. Like, I wish I could. That, I wish I didn't have to. Wait, why did that happen? I don't know. Whoever uploaded it uploaded it just a little bit too fast. I don't know why. What the fuck? Because Stacy already talks too fast alone. Mm. Anyway. So, Gangs of New York. Uh, my first Scorsese movie. Woo! Start to finish. Woo! No, we're not doing John Woo. Woo! <laughs> the defeat on his face. I'm surrounded. By clowns. No, I was going to say jackals. Oh. Um, <laughs> Is that what a jackal sounds That was a dolphin. That was a... That's a dolphin, dumbass. What about Spongebob? Bah! That's a sheep. Um, You're better. Any, no. Um, it's a black sheep. That was playing um, Metric's Black Sheep. Come Home? Uh, oh, the song. Uh, th- yeah, the song. Yeah. Uh, during uh, the... Before uh, D&M uh, hit the stage at uh, first half. Yeah. Um, Come Home. Apparently... And this is this is inside um, information, but apparently Dury's manager manages Metric too. That's awesome. I mean, Metric Whoa. is from Metric is from Canada, and there's a lot of 
Yeah. Blood between the both of them. That's why it was in Scott Pilgrim, because they're also in Canada. Broken yeah. Social Scene produced it, and yeah. That's the only reason. Also, Metric is in Brochick. Nope. Broken the only also, they played the original version and not the Brie Larson one. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, I yeah. Mean, that's, that's Metric. Oh, no. Yeah, okay, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I. Uh, I like that one better anyway. So. The Metric one or Brie's? Metric, because I like Metric and Broken Social Scene. I like them before they even made the Scott Pilgrim. Pilgrim? The Scott Pilgrim soundtrack. Pilgrim is a good last name. It's because I almost said the Scott Pilgrim podcast. I avoided one mistake and made a bigger one. So, I think it's crazy to me that the... I think it's crazy to me that the wheel wanted me to be wheel? introduced. Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. The wheel wanted me to be introduced to uh, Tarantino first. Well, I put. Before, I, mean, I I don't think I put a Scorsese. Before Scorsese. I think. I think you. I honestly don't think I had an, a desire to give it to I've, him yet. That is. I mean, just this weird feeling that you tried to get Taxi Driver on. No. No! Maybe Zach did? Yes. He probably did. Well, first of all, Taxi Driver... One of you did. Taxi Driver is something I want you to see. It's important. It's a really good movie. But at the same time, I I wouldn't have wanted you to watch it it when we were starting The Goodwill at the time. No. Yeah, we didn't have the curiosity yet. Uh, I I don't think that there was a Scorsese movie at the time that I would have chosen for you yet because I also, like... I started with him around here. This is the first real true Scorsese movie that I watched around the time that this came out. And I fell in love with his movies afterwards and came into his movies. I never liked Goodfellas for the longest time. I've now made myself more literate in film and realized just how fucking amazing that movie is. And I've gone back to more of his stuff. But there are specific ones that I think would have been better for you. But the thing is, he's just a guy that the more you watch movies, the more you appreciate his work. And I just wanted you to get to him slowly. Like Tarantino with Reservoir and Pulp Fiction, those are more fun. Mm-hmm. Like in general. But Taxi Driver's... It's like the Joker. You watch Joker, Joker is pretty much Taxi Driver except he turns into the Joker. Oh. Uh-huh. And there's less like wrist mechanics. It's also been five minutes. And less laughing? No, no, he has a gun that does that. In Joker? In... Oh, he doesn't do that in yeah. Joker. No, it's also been five minutes. I think you would like Taxi Driver. Um, yeah, so, much like Tarantino, I was kind of scared of Scorsese, because I always thought that, like, his movies were very, they didn't pull any punches. Mm-hmm. Um, like, it's, like, art house cinema, it's not afraid to say what it has to say, in a very, like, like very, um, rebellious way. It can be. Like, in a very, like, mean-spirited, like, spiteful way, that, the, that's it's interesting. Uh, it's given gave an Ava, yeah. No, no, no. That's interesting. This is a perspective that you have of a director just yes. on your own terms, regardless right. of other people's work. Right. Some. I don't think his work is. He's the guy who hates comic book movies. <laughs> he doesn't. I don't think he hates them. No. But he, he just looks down them. on. He looks down on them. I um. I don't think he respects them. Agreed. Yeah. Um. Whether he hates them, I don't know, but I don't think he he. He, he sees their place in the universe, but what he hated was that, and I understand this to a certain perspective, 
their domination led to them being uh, basically experiences on their, on their basic level rather than being emotional um, connections that you have with an audience. He mm. believes that like it's still an experience that you have in the cinema, but there's less desire for the audience to connect and think about what they're watching rather than just sort of sit there and be like, ooh, wow, bang, zoom, and then you leave and you're like, ooh, what's the next one? Mm. Like you're like he wants you to take more out of his work, but like the chokehold that it had on cinemas was also a problem that he had with it. And it got blown up because it was a thing that got blown up, but mm -hmm. I, I also, do, I don't think his work is spiteful. At least, I never really felt like his work was ever spiteful. Maybe not spite. Maybe spiteful is not the right word. More of just like high and mighty. Well, he considers them as like theme parks. Interesting. Yeah. But anyway, go on. <clears throat> uh, no, that was pretty much it. Was like that was what kind of like scared me away from him. Okay. Um, it's kind of just like, well, it's, he, he doesn't really, like, he's coming from, like, a soapbox kind of perspective. Not in, like, he has, like, a bunch of political messaging. Or soap. But just, like, in terms of, like, like, I think my movies are more of what S cinema is. And cinematic. I kind of don't, I kind of don't like that oh. level of arrogance. You know? Wow. Okay, that's interesting. Though it's kind of, though not it's, political, not um, morally, but cinematically. Um, I think this is what movies should be. Pretentious, kind of like that. Interesting. Like I think now, wow. that I'm, now that I'm actually exploring this, that's probably what was like. Hmm. I don't like how arrogant you are and how you think movies should be made. Because of, of that, way. because of that thing he said about superhero movies. Yeah, I mean that was pretty late in the game. He's been around since for. I know. Talking, long, talking about film. I know. I think it's. I think it's been a thing. Like you thought it was an old man screaming at a cloud or something. Kind of like that. This guy's making TikTok videos. This guy cares with about his the, daughter. He, make, yeah. he cares about the language of cinema. So anyway, um, but kind of just like. Um, that is interesting. I don't yeah. think it's wrong, or I just think that's a very interesting perspective. Let's call him up. Because yeah, no, there are many up. people who feel this way. Hmm. So, yeah, it's kind of just, like, it, that, that's kind of just how I've always seen it. Like, before then, it's like, oh, it's this, it's one of those uh, great directors, but he doesn't make, like, typical, like, big, like, James Cameron stuff. Like, he does, but he, he does something different. Like, if Martin Scorsese directed Titanic, now, I think that would have been, like, a... That would have. <laughs> I got a lot to say about how this movie got made. Yeah. Um, and I can see that, but um, another fun fact that I, I think I realized, my second Daniel Day Lewis performance, besides Lincoln. You've seen Lincoln. Yes. Interesting. Back when Lincoln. The guy came out, he hates so badly in this movie. Yes. <laughs> It's crazy. Yeah. Like, um, because I liked Spielberg at the time. Still do. Yes, and I still do. Um, I have not seen Lincoln since it came out Holds on up. DVD. Holds yeah, up. I'm sure it does. Um, Pretty goddamn good. The more I listen to Conan, the more I kind of want to go back to it. He's a um, fan. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because uh, he though he, though, he's a history buff and he, he likes Abraham Lincoln. You have surpassed me on Conan knowledge now, and I think it's awesome. Mm, I'm getting creeped out myself. Don't. Don't. You've transcended, man. The whole point is that he... I know his address. I, um, what? 
<laughs> Very well done. Um, I will say this. Um, I love the fact that he has a podcast now because the shackles of him interviewing people are off. I swear, it's better. a different person. A different he feels person. like a different person. I, I think that what I loved about his show is I thought he was a great comedy writer and performer, and now he's more of like himself, in, in, interacting with confident, funny, intelligent people, and I love that side of him. Day, I love when comedians give in to the podcast mode and are good at it. Mm-hmm. I just watched Dave, Bob Odenkirk and David Cross do an episode of yes. the thing. One of my favorite things. Dude, watching them... Like, tr- like, first of all, Bob coming in and being the Bob that obviously he is in his own life and David being himself on this podcast, they start to clash a little bit. And then since they've known each other since the 90s, been yeah. best friends since the 90s, yeah. they hit a run of improv of improving that's just... I was... I was crying. It was so <laughs> funny. They were making each... They were... They, like, when they made each other laugh, it was a small chuckle. But to me, it felt like... It felt like a huge explosion of laughter because mm-hmm. they're so fucking good at this. And then eventually they hit a wall, they stopped, and then they just started talking like normal friends. It was so interesting to see. Like, I love when you see intelligent people who perform, particularly in comedy, break those shackles down and reveal that. I just mm-hmm. love that. Um, and I think you're getting, you know, you. You recognize the great things that make Conan an interesting person. I think over time he's going to probably be the new Johnny Carson of our generation, probably. Yeah. I think Letterman was close, and he was really important, but I think Conan has just been around longer now. Right. Um, And there's nothing wrong with getting invested in that guy's brain, I think. So, yeah, my... To bring it back... But um, yes, Lincoln and his love of it, and seeing that movie again. Movie holds up, for sure. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, yeah, it's just, I've always heard of the aura of a Daniel Day-Lewis performance of yes. just, like, how every time he gets nominated, it's like Meryl Streep in a man, it's like, every single time, just, like, without, without fail, just gets nominated every time. She works more than him, but yes. Um... Yeah, this man's done already. He's, he's retired. retired. He's, re- he's, been, re- no, he's been retired since Lincoln. I wouldn't be surprised based off of how he talks about this that if he wouldn't come back one day, but um, he'll, he'll probably, it probably won't be a while. Yeah. Maybe Scorsese's last? I don't know. We'll see. Uh, he loves P.T. Anderson. Oh, wow. His best... Look, we'll talk about, we'll talk about it in a second, but if... We'll, about him later, but keep going. Okay, yeah, sorry. Um, I thought you had paused. Um, so I was just watching Brendan Gleeson. So I, I I often forget that you're able to see it next yeah. to me in the mirror. Yeah, it's it's uh, yeah. it's flipped and it's, it's just worked out perfectly. Yeah. Um. So I. There's a lot of unknowns that I'm being uh, exposed to, yeah. and this is a corner of this is a corner of movies that. I'm now being introduced to. So with that, for the very first time, Alex, you must answer the question, and I'm sure you've you must a lot of homework on this. I'm sure you tried very hard to dig into this guy's history, as obscure as it is. Who is Martin Scorsese? <laughs> um, okay, so actually, uh, I I'll, I won't be too detailed about this, but I will. Be pretty, I will be pretty Cop informed. I, I am very informed about this. So uh, the thing about Martin Scorsese is we have his first big breakout movie on the wheel so i don't have to talk Break about his out. beginnings just now we have mean streets on 
So we Mean Streets is all the way back in the 70s, and that's when I can get to his early, early days and stuff like that. But the great thing about Martin Scorsese is there's several ways you can talk about him and his work. The one I'll really kind of showcase here is Era, but the first one I'll get out of the way is DiCaprio. He made he has made six movies with DiCaprio, and this is his first <laughs> And movie. counting. I believe they are going to make another one, yeah. Uh, he, him, and, him, DiCaprio, and De Niro are planning another one. Um, oh yeah, but this is their first one. Um, I I think this is also by most people's standards probably the least favorite out of everyone's hmm. out of the six. It's also I think DiCaprio's least uh, probably the least best performance. That's only because they would continue to get more varied and interesting over time to the point that like Wolf of Wall Street is phenomenal. And, like, what he does in Killers is really impressive and interesting, but it's, like, like everyone is doing top-notch five-star stuff there. But this is the start of it. And I, that's one of the main reasons I wanted you to see it, like, the beginning of things. Um, the other thing is, he is a big New York guy. He has made several movies about New York. One called New York, New York. He made a movie called Age of Innocence that takes place six years after this movie in the high society of New York starring Daniel Day-Lewis before this movie. Wow. Yeah. yeah. I watched it for the first He's time. Obsessed. It was a fucking masterpiece. The man loves New York. It was insane. He's made a lot of movies about New York. You could basically see the varied history of New York through his films alone. And it all starts pretty much here because the earliest he's ever gotten to is 1846 and that's when the battle starts at the beginning of this movie. I find that very... You could just sit down and watch a festival of just his New York films. 70s, 80s, 90s, he covers them all over. Irishman with the 50s and 60s is crazy. He basically studied New York through his films. Um, but the main thing is eras. So in the 70s... Taylor Swift? <laughs> Martin Scorsese, eras tour. Um, could you imagine? I could. could you imagine yeah, I could. if he walked out there instead of freaking Taylor Swift? How pissed people would get! So oh. I, mean, ooh, I would be happy. I'd be no, happy. I, that would I, be that I, would I, be. I, hey everyone, everyone. I'm, okay, cool. so I'm a big fan of the Red Shoes. Red Shoes, good movie. Fuck off the street. Uh, what's that? What's that? What's we that? want Swift. Uh, 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 taxi job. Taxi job. Swift. I think you might. I think Swift. You might, if you just read the, if you just see it. The way it is, um... He'd be dead. From... He'd be dead. The you amount sound, of teenage so, girls sound... that would come up on that stage and kill him. You sound more like, uh... Who was the guy from A League of Their Own who was, like, the dickish manager? John guy. Lovitz. John Lovitz, thank you. The critic, baby. Acting, acting, acting. Acting! Um, so... Okay, so... Basically, in the 70s, he was... A, a, and had made amazing movies up to about... And then kind of, like, fucked up a little bit. And then in 1980, he made Taxi Driver and came back again. Mm -hmm. In the 80s, he kind of screwed around. And then for a few years, didn't even make movies. And then came back in the 90s with Goodfellas. And in the 90s, after Goodfellas, he made he made Cape Fear. And that was his... Produced with Spielberg, by the way. His most profitable film. Because it was produced by Spielberg. And he goes on and he makes a couple of movies that are passion projects. The Age of Innocence... A movie called Kundun, which is like a Chinese religious film. Do they um, have a Kamakakan in it? Kundun? Yeah. No. I, at least I don't think so. I've never seen it. Never no. seen Kundun. That was a Dune joke. Oh, I uh, honestly, he could be in it. I have no idea. Um, <laughs> so, he 
he makes um, he starts making these projects in the nineties and he starts to go a little bit tapering. He's not making horrible movies, but the last movie he makes is what some people consider a bit of a taxi driver ripoff. But I love it. it stars Nick Cage and it's about an ambulance driver that can't sleep in nineties New York and late nineties insomniac shit in New York. It's, I love it. It's a grating, irritating, loud film. What's it called? Um, bringing out the dead. Ah. And I think it pairs very well with um, uh, Do the Right Thing, for example, of like New York films that are loud and annoying and just meant to get on your nerves, but also that's what the life is like. Um, I love it. I think it's mm. a great movie. It's the one he made before this. So, Martin Scorsese, George Lucas, Brian De Palma, Spielberg, pro probably the most important people to come out of the 70s as directors. As time has so gone we've kind on, of touched on all those guys now. Mm, yes, we we've hit pretty much all of them, except for Coppola. Coppola's the last. Apocalypse one. Now. We did do it. Thank you. Very, oh, good. Yeah, we did. Okay. Apocalypse so, was uh, Mission Impossible. Yes, we did. George Lucas is obviously Star, Star Wars. Wars. Uh, Spielberg, we've pretty much almost covered everything except Empire of the Sun. So and Scorsese. Can. So Scorsese, yeah. Okay, so here's the big thing. When I talk about the most important American filmmakers of all time, of our generation. Um, and when I say our generation, I'm talking about probably about 70, 69 to now. Okay. Um, Spielberg and Scorsese are the only two from the 70s that have stuck around, gotten to work consistently, and have still made masterpieces. Everyone else has fallen by the wayside. Wow. Granted, we've got the Coens, P.T. Anderson, and Tarantino, I feel, as institutions. There's also female directors like Jane... Uh, I'm sorry, not Jane Campion, but Catherine Bigelow. Mm. There are there are women that are very important. Um, I think uh, um, the Fast uh, Fast Times of Ridgemont High, Clueless director, I think she's just... Amy Hathaway. Oh, yeah. I think she's just as important for her own right. Um, but those are the big main gentlemen. Penny Marshall? Penny Marshall. Yeah, she fits too. I absolutely think Penny Marshall fits. We've hit a lot of the big ones. Mm -hmm. Scorsese and Spielberg are the two biggest living ones that are still working and making masterpieces today. They are, <clears throat> their, their catalogs are extensive. He's got a lot of movies. And all there's not one that I think is a bad watch out of the bunch. Like Spielberg at least has 1941, and that's one movie that everyone's like, I can't watch that. It's just not good. Scorsese, I don't think, has one bad movie. Honestly, unwatchable movie. One uninteresting, boring, and unimpassionate movie. The guy fucking loves film. When you talk about the pretension of film, this guy, I think he's just happy that people are going to the movies, at least for superhero films. But I think what he was asked was, how do you feel about them because you love film? And I think he's like, well, this is what I think they are. This is the experience I think people get out of it. I think if he would, if he had his druthers, he would tell everyone to go see a five and a half hour silent film in a theater. And he would want everyone to have the experience he they had. They might now. But he's not, we're getting there. Mm -hmm. I'm happy. I, I you better find that goddamn movie I'm theater. I'm fucking man. happy. Op but my, Oppenheimer was a pretty big indicator. Oppenheimer is off the shelves. No one can buy any copies. It's sold immediately in physical copy, copies right away. That makes it's sense. sold out, dude. My dad doesn't get it. It's crazy. So, uh, he doesn't get it? Doesn't get it. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, he didn't like the movie. Um, oh, oh boy. So, I, I... Yeah, I didn't really like that guy. I think he is I one of the most... damaged. <laughs> he, he, is, he has a very interesting, very career, because at this point in the 90s, 
he had made a bunch of masterpieces. He'd even made a bunch of movies. He had made or making he made a bunch of money at the box office, and he was making passion projects. Um, and so he finally got to this, and the story of this is. He thought of the idea all the way back in 1970. And it was because of a book he found called Gangs of New York, written in 1927. And it was about all the gangland activity that led all the way up to Al Capone, when things were out there really, really worse in New York City. Yeah, it's fucking windy out there. Good God, are we in uh, Chicago Jesus. all of a sudden? That's ah, windy. It's scared now. So, um, so he finds this book in the 70s, and it's a fact, it's like a... This is what the world was like. These were the gangs. These are important people, but it doesn't have a narrative. It's not fictional. It's literally just trying to explain what it was like. And even now, we're like, ah, it's not even entirely accurate. It was written in 1927. A lot of it is legend and history and myth and stuff mm-hmm. mixed together. Hearsay so, and whatever. But he didn't get that world out of his mind. And he started working on the script and stuff for years and years and years and years, and they got their first real crack at it in the... In 1990, around the time that Goodfellas was getting started, he was in Kurosawa's last movie, and he was out there, and there was a storm outside, and he was stuck inside. So he's like, "All right, so I'm going to start working on this script and start giving a crack." They fix, they like figure out what it is around that time, and then he realizes he can't make it yet because all the places in New York are fake, and where are they going to find the money to get this thing? Mm-hmm. Then he makes his movies, and what do you know? Titanic happens. Big, expansive, epic, long movie, throwing all the money at the world that it had a bunch of delays, a bunch of problems, just for the perfection of the director's need, and still came out as the biggest movie on top. They didn't make movies like this anymore, and it was a big deal. And so everyone wanted to make it, including Big Old Balls boss man Harvey Weinstein. Everyone fucking hates him. Everyone fucking wants him dead. Harvey Weinstein is the boss of Miramax. And he's like, I want to make my Titanic. And Scorsese has this movie in his back pocket. He's like, I want to make it. So he shops it around, and Weinstein's like, I'll do it. And he's like, all right. So basically, Scorsese needs a couple things to happen for this to work. And to understand that, you need to understand what does Scorsese want to make out of this movie. What is it that he really likes? And it's the world. He wanted to recreate this world. He wanted to see this thing that he had never imagined or seen on screen in any sort of way. He just wanted mm. to show what this place was like, mm. what people looked like, what it was like when the fight. He just wanted to create this world. He didn't care what the narrative was. He just wanted it to happen. And when you realize that the narrative was written back in the 90s, you can sort of see why it's so sort of straight-laced. Mm. But like because of that straight-laced nature, you get all of this detail and grandeur to it. Mm-hmm. Um, the set designer is the production designer. Set designer is one of the most famous. He's been around forever, and this is probably the last time that they ever made a movie like this up to the scale. This is all practical. Very little CGI was Except done for in this movie. I'm sorry. Except for that elephant. Yeah, the elephant. Yes, like very little CGI is done. Rightfully so. Why do I feel like they could have afforded one? I'm sorry. Uh, oh, sure they couldn't put an elephant in there. Um. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. By that point, it was very well lived in, and like it would have been pretty un like pretty bad to have an elephant in there. I would think in the next. It would have been very like it would have reminded me of like. It would remind me of like Oh Brother Where Art Thou? Just like it's just a little bit random things. Some of the music reminds me of Oh Brother too. Um. So. What, there, a couple things need to happen for it to work. 
And the first thing that happens is DiCaprio is in. Mm. And he's like, well, I don't know how I feel about DiCaprio, but De Niro had worked with DiCaprio all the way when he was a young kid. And he mm. was like, this kid has the chops, and you should work with him. And by that point, DiCaprio had already done The Beach and a few other things after Titanic that just hadn't worked yet. And he hadn't figured himself out yet. He had a very limited amount of time, and 2002 was his window to do it. And he picked two movies, and guess who the other director was? Spielberg, for Catch Me If You Can, which I think is a better performance by far from him, and a better movie. Mm. But at the same time, to see that he did this and that in the same year, and carried both of those movies, yeah, it's a pretty, pretty good fucking start uh, to a changing your life and direction in this yeah. career. Um, so... He's in, and he propels it. So now now it has to be about Amsterdam. Or at least in some way, he's the lead of the movie. He's carrying it. Mm. Now, he originally wanted De Niro to be Bill the Butcher. but And De Niro in Cape Fear, the remake, is basically a version of Bill the Butcher. As I was watching it this time, I was like, wow, you know, De Niro in Cape Fear reminds me a lot of what... Uh, uh, I keep saying Daniel Plainview, but it is not Daniel Plainview... From There Will Be Blood, it is. <laughs> it is Daniel Day-Lewis. That, that is who I think when I see Daniel Day-Lewis out. But all his characters, Daniel Plainview is the one I see the most. Um, and he is basically birthed from this performance. Gotcha. But De Niro just didn't work out. And while they did help with each other's movies, like Analyze This and all that stuff, De Niro wanted to do something a little bit more comedic after Kate Fear. And he was like, well, it would be kind of interesting if I could get... Um, uh, Lewis involved. So Weinstein is the one that wines and dines Daniel Day-Lewis back into acting because Lewis had not been an actor for some time. He actually retired. No one knew what he was or where he, what he was doing. They knew he spent time in Italy and Ireland, but that's about it. Incredibly enigmatic and mysterious dude. Just, didn't, just did his own fucking thing. But he was talked into it for this and he just worked hard on it and he created this on his own time and they knew they had something special with with Bill the Butcher, it's like, I remember seeing this movie when I was a kid and I was like, who the fuck is that guy? Like, who the fuck is that guy? And I have to look up, look it up because I haven't seen it in a while, but he didn't win the Oscar for this. Damn, what? He would win for There Will Be Blood, which right. is basically, the character in There Will Be Blood is sort of on the bare bones the same kind of person as mm -hmm. Bill the Butcher, but with different detail. And you're like, oh my God, they're completely different people. But like, they're still fucking terrifying in their own right. right. So the next movie he would make would be There Will Be Blood with P.T. Anderson. And that is by far the performance he will be remembered for for the rest of his life. Mm. Daniel Blainview is the He's best. A fucking legend, man. Best performance. I drink your milkshake. Like, I fucking. I drink your milkshake. That fucking movie rules it is carried on his back and it's nuts oh god he's so good in it but this is the return he like didn't want to act anymore but this is what made him come back and he is if you take the production design and some of the other elements of this movie aside he is the thing that it'll probably be remembered for the most the mm. authenticity of the set and the music and everything and every is all there to some extent his performance really anchors it and makes it feel even more organic and I think that's why it lasts even more. Mm -hmm. um, Cameron Diaz was pushed by Weinstein. And Scorsese had not really had an interest in casting her. 
but he felt like in the audition process something did work between her her, her and De Niro, uh, him, her and DiCaprio. Okay. But you could one could say that Weinstein pushed her. I think, I think she is a good actress. Some people say that she's miscast here or that she just can't play a period movie. I think she's okay in this. I don't I think, think she's, she's that bad. Fine. Yeah. I think her character is weak. I think her character doesn't add a lot to this movie. Okay. And Weinstein is the one that pushed the romantic aspect more than anything. Oh, for God's sake. And not only that, this is where things get crazy. So in Scorsese and all the interviews and even in the DVD commentary, he says that this is the movie that he picks. He never does director cuts. And he doesn't. He never goes back on his movies. Ever. Mm. Wow. But he he did say that there was an ex, like a industry cut. That w- that ran at about three and a half hours. Holy shit! With a different score by oh. a guy named Elmer Bernstein. Oh boy! And so, the he would fight so bad with Weinstein over what this movie was supposed to be, and clash over what they wanted to tell. There was so much he shot. He said he could have shot this thing forever, and it took. <laughs> First of all. Scorsese has an editor that has been with him since Raging Bull in 1980. I was, still, I was wondering when you were Still works about. with them. She's great. She's amazing. Wow. One year to edit this movie. <sighs> two years off for 9-11. Oh! I'm sorry, about two, two months off for 9-11. One year, one year to edit, two months off for 9-11. Oh my god. So 10 months. Yeah. Oh. Uh, so. Okay. This Real quick. Yes. As an editor. Yes. That has worked on something and then taken an extended period of time off. Mm-hmm. They come back to it. The amount of time that I have worked on it has never been more than the amount of time I wasn't. <laughs> That's nuts to me. <laughs> so that's it's two. That's like a double. That's like a double-edged sword to me. It's like that's so funny. You take the time off. It's under just the worst circumstance possible. Mm-hmm. But you come back, and now you have this. As I've been saying, this thirty thousand foot view. You come at it completely differently. Yeah. And now you're now you get to see it with a fresh set of eyes and just being like, oh okay. Uh, after you've gone out and worked through the tragedy of 9-11 and also touched the grass in between because it's Hollywood. Um, but three years off? Two years off? And it took a year total? So, I... Oh, my God. So, I, we'll, talk, we'll talk about what we think about this movie in a little bit, but there's, yeah. there's a great 50-minute YouTube video that... Uh, goes after this film I think it was like two years ago I forgot the guy's name who made it but he really talks about a lot of interesting things one of the things that I think is a very interesting point is the draft riots there's a lot of historical inaccuracies to this film that Mm -hmm. he sort of like the draft riots and when oh deja vu like these dead rabbits attacks and all this stuff there's a lot of things that don't happen at the same time that they happen in this movie that kind of happened Mm -hmm. around each other but he needed them for to create this fictional story Sure. But there are real people in here. There are real places, real incidents. And the draft riots was one of the most important, deadliest days in New York's history until 9-11. So 
he wanted the movie to end there because after that, that's when the city really sort of became a city. They fixed the police, they fixed the corruption, they fixed the firefighters. They were like, we're a city now, we're going to fix this. Um, most of the reconstruction in America happened around that time. Mm-hmm. Um, horrible things happened in terms of like uh, African-American relations, but like... Yeah. One of the most important aspects of that is at the end of the draft riots, which started as a bunch of poor people, of mostly white people, attacking draft places because they didn't want to go, turned into, it devolved into hanging and slaughtering and killing a bunch of black people. That's shown in this movie. But the guy's like, I think it's bad that you take this movie about a bunch of Irish, Italian stuff and put it into that ending. And I was like, I, I don't... I watched that before I watched the movie again. I don't feel like that's necessarily fair to this film because after watching Killers of the Flower Moon, it seems pretty clear that Scorsese probably felt like he couldn't tell that story. And on top of that, if he'd have made the movie now, I'm pretty sure, A, it would have been a TV show rather than Boardwalk Empire. If he didn't make this into a movie, it would have been the Boardwalk Empire mm-hmm. that he would have made. It would have been a TV show that lasted forever so he could be on the set forever. Yeah, he probably would have focused a lot more on every society, what it was like to be a woman, what it was like to be English, what it was like to be uh, a black person, what it was like to be an Irish person, what it was like to be a native. Like, he would have focused on all of them, and it probably still would have ended on the draft riots eventually. Mm-hmm. But, like, this is all the things that are, like, predominant, but I just don't think... I don't think Martin Scorsese wanted to shoot a lot of black people getting hung. He has one... Major <laughs> one major scene where they drag a guy. Yeah, and it's pretty awful. They have one side, one scene where they attack and murder another one, and then when they attack Jimmy, and then all the other ones are drawings in the actual riot mm-hmm. from the newspaper. They cut. They cut to the drawings. I don't think yeah. he wanted to shoot that. I think he just didn't feel like it was his story to tell, or maybe he just didn't want to do it. Imagine if he did, though. It, if, I think it would have not aged. I don't think it would look good. At yeah. Time. And it, whether people would have understood the context or not, they were already on his case about the movies he had made in the past that I think nowadays he's proved how his approach to film mm-hmm. can be misunderstood. But that's a very interesting thing that I think has been talked about. I recommend watching it if you're ever interested in it, just to see his perspective about it. And I think if there was ever anyone at this time that could have made a movie about that and really focused on how the draft riots were a, a real just all that hatred and retaliation was focused on black people i know one person spike lee spike lee yeah. spike lee would have been the only one that i can think of maybe john singleton maybe but like spike lee and i just think you you wouldn't have given they never i mean for goodness him. sake he made his own saving private ryan eventually later and then before that he'd already made malcolm x he'd made a he'd movie, already proven his point especially <laughs> especially on a historical level yeah and i just think they never would have given it to him. And mm. I don't think Scorsese felt like he was the responsible one to do it anyway. Oh, God, yeah. Uh, he's an Italian, so he wanted to focus on the Italians in this movie who are the massive racists. So he's really kind of showing what the difference is here. But outside of that, I, I this is my first Scorsese. I remember watching it after Titanic and like seeing the response like Pearl Harbor, Cold Mountain. There's a bunch of big movies that came out around that time in response mm-hmm. to be their Titanic. And I didn't think about that in, in when I was a kid. Right. I just remember looking at this and being like, what the fuck is this? And I, I figured it out this week. One of the first movies I can ever remember watching was Disney's Newsies. Ooh, Young kids wow. in early turn of the century, New York, running around dancing, oh my God. being orphans, yeah. 
That's why I liked this as a kid. That's why I liked this as a teenager. I was like, this is like fucked up Newsies. <laughs> and it's shot better and it looks better and the set's cooler. That's why I think I really turned on to this. Plus, I was getting into movies more and I was like, this Daniel Day-Lewis guy's fucking nuts. DiCaprio was getting better and their next movie would be Aviator and it's all about 1920s Hollywood up to the 50s. And I was like, I love it. I love The Aviator way more than I like this, but I think this movie is important to watch because Killers of the Flower Moon is the three and a half hour epic that he wanted to make. He's able to make those movies now. Mm -hmm. This is him restricted and forced to be something under the hand of who's basically a dictator and an asshole. Now he's yeah. able to do whatever the fuck he wants. Projecting romance into his movie. And now, he, now when he wants to make a movie about romance, it's about one of the most fucked up, disgusting romances of all fucking Is there time. romance? Like, it's so fucked up. I love it. And with him unrestrained now versus what he did back then is important to see because over the growth, it's amazing. I think you'd love Aviator. I think you would love The Departed. I think you'd love Shutter Island. Um, Shutter Island. Wolf of Wall Street so is amazingly funny. And. <laughs> um, You've already said don't watch Killers. I, uh, I don't think you should watch Killers, but there's another one I'm missing too that I don't yeah. remember. But. Hugo? No, he's not in Hugo, but don't watch Killers. Okay. Killers is not for you. Yeah. Um, everything else they made it's in very sad. Movie. The Departed specifically and Wolf of Wall Street specifically are two amazingly fun movies to watch. Shutter Island, uh, Cecily would certainly stand by. Mm. But this, this to me is a huge mess, but one I love to go to. I really think he created a world and I love to go to this world. And that's what I've admitted to about myself. It's not a perfect movie, but they really did create a place at a time. And it's my favorite story about this movie. When it was getting made, there was, it was getting made in Italy in one of the biggest sets of all time. And there was only one other movie at the time that was using those sets, Star Wars. So George Lucas came to visit the set. And only the two of them were standing in the middle of yeah, the This would have been Attack of the Clones. In the middle of the five-point square. And it's just the two of them standing there. And Scorsese said, let's take a picture. So he goes over, he sets up his camera, and they're both standing on different ends of this empty, huge set of that everything is Paradise Alley. Mm -hmm. And then they take the picture, and then Scorsese looks at him and he goes, I'm the past and you're the future. No one's going to make movies like these anymore, and your CGI films are going to take over. Damn. And he was not wrong. So there's a part of this that I Holy look at and fuck. I'm like, they don't make movies like this anymore. Mm. So I mm. think that's, that is the thing that I find impressive about this too. So mm. uh, Chris, what'd you think? Um, solid. Really liked it. Liquid, one could say. Uh, we'll get to Metal Gear someday. Um, gotcha. So just first off, I really dug the set design. Um, I really, it really just feels like I lived in 1846 mm -hmm. to 1862 New York. Every, every fucking pixel on the screen is filled with something. Boy, howdy, I was not expecting that bloodbath in the beginning. I just, it, that, <laughs> I that genuinely took me by surprise. I said, cause I've seen this before, so I said to Alex, like, seeing, seeing the snow on the ground so white and pure, and then, like, not even five minutes later, you're, it's just an absolute bloodbath. Yeah. Like, puke shit guts blood it's all yeah it's all just into this like coated on the floor like this weird mass um 
it's very. I thought like to go over some points. I thought Cameron Diaz was okay. Like, I didn't like. She's not a scene stealer. Agreed. But like, she's not distracting. Fair. In a bad way. Um, one thing that I thought was weird was the whole abortion thing. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, okay, this is a movie about the draft riots. But let's say it's not. Riot. They don't. She doesn't clarify that it's an abortion. It could have been a stillborn. A stillborn, something like they that. You said they cut a, the baby out. That's a baby was removed. Yeah. Um, under what circumstance we do not know. In a horrible way. Why was very the stitch on way. the fucking side of her? Um, it's crazy. I know this is a movie about the draft riots, and it doesn't pull any punches about that. Do we really need that? The no. draft riots? No, the the baby thing. Yeah. Do we really need that with her? And does that need to be a dimension? That Does they, it really affect you, the baby thing? No. But it, it just reminded me, it's just like, well, I just saw it and I'm just like, why, why here? Like, it, it, was, it didn't negatively affect me. It was like, oh my gosh, they put an abortion in this? I'm like, no. It was more just like, I don't see how this fits in. Okay, so the, I can give you two things about this. Please. When I watched the movie for the first time and continue to watch it now, it gives a reason why Bill the Butcher is not still fucking her. Okay, thank you. Thank he you. doesn't like scarred up women. And then the other thing is... probably. Oh, okay, I took that the other... Okay, That's yeah. the other thing. It thank probably you. stopped her from being a prostitute. And instead of becoming a pit A pit yeah. A turtle now, dove. The, the other thing, that's one of the things she does. You got to, it takes a lot of sand to be a turtle dove. Ooh. And what one of the things that I find interesting that I learned about the history of this is that not a lot of women survived the five points. Oh. And she talks about how she lasted until about 12 before her mom died and then she was living in a fucking doorway. She was on her way to be a prostitute. But Bill saw her and took her in and slowly manipulated and gaslit the situation until she came to him for sex. And then she got pregnant. Let's say it was an abortion. Let's say it's a stillborn. But either way, the act of cutting it out in such a horrible way kept her from being a prostitute, kept him from wanting to fuck her, and kept her still in his world. And he was like, all right, well, now I'm going to teach you to be a pickpocket. Probably taught her how to be a thief. Mm. Okay. I just need, I just had trouble yeah. with that. I was just like, this seems weird. Because now with the whole... Because like right before you explained that, I was thinking like Harvey Weinstein really wanted this part. And I was like... Okay, this guy. It kind of shined through in Billy though, because like just he, really fucked he up. basically he manipulated and raised this twelve-year-old girl into fucking him, and then discarded her after the a potential child, and then scarred her. For maybe, life. maybe like, it's of, fucked up. Plus, he hates the Irish anyway. Not gonna mm-hmm. lie, that may be the most fucked up thing we've done on any movie that we have. I'm sorry, we did a Hardcore Henry. We did do yeah. Hardcore Henry. No, but that this is like... And no. Love Money. We did. But okay, hear me out on this. <laughs> love Money's funny. This okay. is fucked up. We are talking about <clears throat> crushing a man's balls and shoving a police baton down the man's throat. Talk about taking a, a, an electrical wire, wrapping the guy's mouth, and decapitating him with it. Yes. Yeah. We're talking about that. These are horribly vicious acts of bodily harm. Yes. Visceral moments. But the fact that that's not seen in the implied, like, 
psychological torture that that is, is just like, that just is so, I don't know, that just seems more effective to me. So I, I, that's, that's awesome. That affects me more. You, you empathize with this character in this world really well. And that's yeah, awesome. Billy's a horrible yeah. man. Now, Very. But, but this is what I would say about. Captain Obvious. Now, now this is what I would say about this. <laughs> what, now, what would be cooler? Now, wouldn't it be cooler if you actually got to see a little bit of that story and that growth? That would be nice. But of those flashbacks of those moments of that time, her building up to the point where she meets Amsterdam, what if the story was more about what she was doing in her life then rather than her trying to fuck him? Because I feel like there would have been more weight. Because it's about their romance rather than his okay. life and hers. And you would get more out of it than just one see, monologue in a bed. Because what's the first thing she does after that monologue? Who are you? Who are you? No, she she's in that story to like propel Billy and then to propel him. It's just explain Leo. her backstory a little bit. Didn't get into it. A though. little bit. Her job but her job in that moment <clears throat> is for him. Her job is to look at him and be like, I'm the only one in this moment of vulnerability in your life who sees the personal dichotomy of when you're in public, you toast him and you're his best friend, but when when you're here, you fucking spit on me because I won't even go near him. You have a disgust for him that only I see. Who are you? Are you this guy who's his friend? Or do you hate his fucking guts? Who are... She's asking the question Mm -hmm. the audience is supposed to ask rather than being an actual fucking character. No, she's very passive. Exactly. She's a very, very yeah. passive character. I just, I just knew Other something. I just knew something was wrong there. Agreed. Yeah, something was wrong, and I guess I just saw it. Honestly, if we like, if we saw her life at the beginning, and then we saw her twelve years old in a doorway, Billy picks her up, and then years later, fucks her, and then discards a baby. Then you would have been like, oh my god. Just to see that, like just to see that in a mm-hmm. flashback would be easier. But even if we didn't, even there would if we just so much more weight. Even if we just had this scene where she explained this to him, if we had scenes where she is with friends or goes to her home or lives her own life, or has scenes with Anything. just Johnny, or has scenes <laughs> with Bill the Butcher, or lives her own fucking life, and she still said that speech in the bed, we go, oh. Now we know more in depth about this person outside of how they live their lives. Mm-hmm. You see a lot of what Amsterdam does like, in day-to-day life. Like Catwoman and Matt Reeves' Batman. Exactly. You get to go home, you see her friend, you see a lot about who she is. She isn't just the romantic... And this was the scene to do it. Right here. This, again, added on, I think... This does... Okay, so I do think it's really interesting <laughs> of her character to go... We're talking about when houses. he's uh, following her after she pickpocketed him. Yes, him. I do think it's interesting yeah, that she's breaking into people's houses and taking stuff. It just proves that she does have a Not nature. really breaking in, more of just, like... Sneaking in. Weaseling. I mean, it is breaking and entering. Legally. I mean, what is she breaking? It doesn't matter. That's Morals? Really what it is. Breaking Spirit? in. Spirit? Mm. Sneaking and entering. Sure. Okay. You guys are lawyers, I guess. I, I no, I'm your that. fake comedy lawyer. Thank you. I love it. I love this guy. He's good. At what he, he did does. it. Shut the fuck up. That's not... Oh, it is funny. It's a comedy lawyer. I get it. Okay, I get it. All right. <laughs> keep, keep going. Keep so going. So I do... I do... I do think it's great that she's going to people's houses. But the scene overall, again, is for them to meet each other. Because what's the ultimate end goal for the scene is that he realizes, oh, you... Are hot. You might have fucked the butcher. Oh. Like, they, they have the moment in the hallway where he could take everything or he could rape her. And she's like, are you going to do that? And he's like, no, no, no. And he just gently puts her thing back. And he goes, can I walk you? 
the same thing the guy asked in the trolley. Mm-hmm. And then they do, and then they're talking for a while, and he's like, hey, you want a partner? Can we do this together? And she's like, nah, I work on my own. And he's like, oh, cool. How do you know the butcher? She's like, I've known him a while. And he's like, what the fuck does that mean? She's like, I don't want to talk to you anymore. That's what every scene that they do ends yep. to. He's like, you, you, it gets what's, old. Your, what's your fucking relationship with a butcher? What's your relationship with a butcher? Yeah. What's the deal? And she's like, why do you hang out with him yourself? Why are you fucking all these bitches and doing all his biddings and being his best friend? Like, mm-hmm. she never asked that. And when she does, it's yeah. like, who are you? Like, gets, she's only gets old, there man. for the purpose of him. It's a poorly written character. Um, here's one of the... Take- yeah, I hate this movie now. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's pretty, not perfect. Pretty, it's pretty shitty to women. Not man. perfect. Given that a producer, it, uh, it doesn't surprise anybody. Um, he is Billy in real life. Oh. Now, I watched Shakespeare in Love, also produced by Weinstein, and not a bad movie. Oh, my God. I wouldn't. Oh, God. Bad actually, person, though. Terrible person. Horrible. If he actually did that in real life. I'd spit on his grave. Tripped off into plants, man. There's a lot. Tripped off into plants. I feel like that's... I fumbled my words. I don't know why, but as soon as you said that, I looked at their Christmas tree. <laughs> it's because it's a giant plant, and it would take a lot of cum. <laughs> I feel like that's the that. that's the I'm least. I'm not coming on it yet. Oh god, that's the least harmful thing. You're that just gonna skip over Weinstein that. Weinstein has ever done in his life is jerk off into a plant. Ask the women he did it in front of. I think they hated it a lot. Oh, that's what I mean. Like that sentence is just so PG compared to the horrible things that he's done. <laughs> anyway. But I do, I do think that this scene, this scene is to give them a moment without Johnny. Yes. And give them a moment to like for her to understand like what kind of person are you? See that that angle the the angle with Johnny that kind of felt forced. Johnny, by the way, the kid from ET. Elliot. Elliot. I do. He looked familiar, but in a weird way. I thought I saw him on Once Upon a Time at some point. I'm not well, sure. Well, my mom's watching it. Maybe. Um, maybe he could. He could be in that. Uh, so yes, I think I think it makes me wonder when I think about Johnny. When he was put in, because his only mechanism is to portray him. Yes. You don't need her he to do this. You, you, I don't think you need her to do that. You could just make it seem like Johnny was wanting to be the right hand. Yeah, Johnny didn't him. want any part of this in the first place. He just wanted... He's so awkwardly you there could, But you could have made it seem like he wanted to be Bill's right hand man. Mm-hmm. And then he was getting the spot taken out of you. He could have been jealous of Bill just that. Yeah, but instead they added this romantic it angle, which it, I think is it, uh, too much and unfair. Um, I just yeah, people it, it didn't weird. work. Yeah, selling his friend out just because of a girl is just so. It's, weird. It feels lazy now. It happens. I know, but like you in a, in movies now, you got cucked, man. Twenty one years removed. Would it, it feel... have been any better if he had been jealous of Bill? I don't know. I mean, I guess, but like Bill's an intimidating figure. You just don't cross that. Where's ET in this? You know. I know. Anyway, um, one of the notes that I'm actually just now developing. Like, I could look at this movie forever. Like, it's just such a pleasantly like, it's such a pleasant like a pleasant visual movie. Who are you about to bitch, Matt? <laughs> no, By the way, when she the brings... officer like anytime a child walks past him, oh. he like almost hits him in the head. He threatens yeah. to hit. Them. That's great. Um. Yeah, so I, it's just a pleasant movie to look at. Like, mm-hmm. it's very, it's very just like well composed. Very, it's, it's kind of relaxing, really. Did he ever take that watch back? Did he ever? Yes, no, it was yes. around his head when but he got yeah, to the end. Yeah, but we never saw him like take it off the thing, right? No, no. Okay. he doesn't. I guess he just comes back and gets it whenever. Yeah. 
Um, I, I, um, what was it? What did you say? Uh, just, it's a pleasant movie, movie to look at. Yeah. Like, yes, I agree. I, it is a very comforting I think, movie. I think it's more of a fall movie, honestly. Like the beginning, very wintry vibes got me into, into it, but then like later on, it's just like fall. It fits now because it feels like a bit of both, but when yeah. they're all standing in front of the church when the natives try to burn it down, yeah, I, that felt like fall to me. A lot of amber, a lot of amber color. Yeah. Um, if it, that's why I think, personally, I think the biggest problem with this movie is that it isn't a lot. Um, I, uh, it isn't enough. I think it should be longer. Mm. I actually think the second half after he's like burned his face and everything. Um, that it moves too quickly. It was like Johnny really dies, rushed. And then uh, Monk dies. And then all of a sudden they're going to go for the battle. And then all of a sudden the draft rides are getting in the way. And so it turns out... have a problem with that. Uh, to me, I, as a child, I always felt like that's when the movie lost me. And now as mm. I come back, I'm like, it's because there's too much going on. And now that I realize that there was a like three and a half hour cut, I'm like, I kind of wish I that they had that. that. that it's fleshed mm. that out a little bit more and gave it a little bit more breath. But um, watching it now... I, I do see those things, but everything you like, I, I didn't watch this for the first time this week until hours ago because I've seen it so many times. I've been watching it on behind the scenes. I've been watching it in videos. I've been watching it with the DVD commentary, mm. but I didn't sit down and watch it until now. And it isn't till now that I'm like, yes, I see the faults and the problems in it that I noticed now and never could before because of nostalgic reasons. But when I was studying it throughout the week, I loved the vibe. I loved looking at it. I love Bill's vibe. Just the just everything about it feels so lived in. It feels so real. I think he nailed the world. And if he'd have made this a show, it would have been oh my better. God, but because oh he God. didn't, we still get Bill the Butcher. Yes. If we had, if he, if like, and we still get the birth of DiCaprio. If we hadn't gotten those two things, we wouldn't have gotten the blessings that we've had from their work later. Mm -hmm. So I, oh, I love that shot. I love the shot of Monk just standing there. It's so cool to me. Mm -hmm. um, it's just little moments like that all over. Um, yeah. Yeah. Lo love to look at it. Love to look at it. Um, nobody knows how to torture DiCaprio like Martin Scorsese. <laughs> just seeing the trailers from oh Killers God. of the Flower Moon and what you guys are describing. All of the movies. And then watching this. this. <laughs> always torturing it's on, it's it's honestly not the thing that he is the most physically torturous performance of his life. That was The Revenant, and he won the Oscar for it because he basically ate a cow's liver in freezing cold Alaska on the ground in the middle of nowhere. He also got to ride a one wheel. I mean, when, when that when it finally wrapped. I I, <laughs> I think that that movie's probably the most physically torturing thing he's done. But I will agree emotionally, no one has wrecked him or pushed him further than Scorsese. Dude, every movie he's in, he's getting tortured in some weird fucking Ex way. Wolf of Wall. He's Street. making friends with the guy who killed his dad and is possibly just one of the most awful people who ever lived. Yeah, <laughs> Wall Street especially. I yeah, dude. I Wall Street is his best performance, but like Sexually I do think that he nails this really well. I do, I think the character of Amsterdam is very thin, but DiCaprio is still quite good in moments. Yeah. Still, I think he. There's no point in this where I'm like, I like, don't believe what, that something is simmering underneath him. Like a lot of the, yeah, I think you've explained it, um, in the beginning, but like, you think you pretty much. I'm not. I'm more. I think I'm more okay with the shallowness of it because so much of the detail went into how it's going to look and the sets and fair all of that so i'm more okay with that okay which 
now that I speak it aloud, I might as well just go back. To I just wanted more. Time. I don't care how shallow it is either. I just wanted more of it in terms of the rhythm and its pacing in the second half. Sure. I just wanted um, it to breathe as well in the second half as it does in the first. Because right. this could have been, like, I don't know. Hmm. Here's the thing, though. I haven't seen much of Django, but I see more of Django than I see the, the Titanic. Mm-hmm. And that can't be an accident, because we're talking Tarantino here. Mm-hmm. You know? I'm pretty sure, like, Tarantino was just like, not in a disrespectful way, but just like, oh, that's, that's a nice little uh, overtone there. I'll just use that amber. I, I think... Ooh, that's a nice shade of red. Ooh, DiCaprio? Oh, get him on the phone. Oh, so you think that he watched this movie and was like, I want DiCaprio in Django? Well, no, it's just more of like, um, there's more vibe. I would say actually Django's a great example of a movie that used practical sets on it and looks like this. It looks yeah. as lived in as this. So does Hateful Eight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a really good call. I was oh. trying to think of movies that it reminded me of in practicality, and Django was one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, yeah, just I really felt like I feel like there was enough from it was enough of, of an engagement for me. But when I actually stopped the movie to like break, I was mm-hmm. like. Damn it, I don't want to stop. Oh, that's good. I was like, damn, I don't want to stop. Good. I don't want to stop right now. Because that was right at the point where, like... Um, Johnny or Monk died? Neither. Um, okay. When Right after uh, Johnny betrayed uh, Amsterdam to Billy, because um, he's Billy Butcher to me. Um, <laughs> and so... The, right after that theater... Part. So the, the, and then now they're the actually character. like duking it out in the era in the it, uh, it bureaucratic happen, arena. It doesn't happen at the halfway point of the movie. It happens right. later. But if the movie was longer, mm-hmm. it would have been the halfway point. Yeah. But how, I was actually going to ask that. How did you feel? The two biggest moments before we even get to that half is a when the guy tries to assassinate Bill, Billy, mm-hmm. and Amsterdam mm-hmm. saves him. How did that feel? That. Really did come out of nowhere. It's like one of those things that I'm just like, whoa, I forgot. Random things can happen in a movie <laughs> without them being contrived. Uh, and then how did you feel when you got stabbed in the gut, Amsterdam? Uh, wait, by who? By Billy. Billy's immediately he's he tries to attack Billy when, when he, he throws the, the knife. Right, 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 right. Um, yes. that's a wound. Yeah. Um. Dang, I was that that was just like, oh now here's the second act. Because mm. I was just like, okay, this feels like a five act play. Cause it feel it feels like a play. I feel like it feels like I'm watching a play at times. Wow. Crazy. Just by the level of practicality. Like that's, I feel like I was watching a stage play. That's crazy. We just kinda of give off the that's that's the tone of it. Um so yeah, I Yeah, it's just so I was like I, again. I was kind of invested because it it actually does remind me of like an Assassin's Creed story. Oh, interesting. Whereas like this this uh, <laughs> this Templar has committed this thing against the main character, and then now it's just that now you've got to work your way to avenge whatever cardinal sin he's committed, and like I found and those are like. I think something clicked with me because, like, those are, like, 12-hour games. Yeah. Like, those are 12, 15-hour grindy games. Like, you've got to really be in it. Um, 
then I was getting that vibe from this movie, just watching DiCaprio or Amsterdam just go through that. And I'm just like, oh, this reminds me of Assassin's Creed, except I'm not playing. I'm actually just watching it, and there's not a lot going on. <laughs> Very much. Um, but no, I was, I was, my, my attention was held um, throughout Good. most of this. Um, like, I was trying to, like, um, like, I was trying to, like, I was really trying to invest myself with, uh, like, ugh, something about, I think the whole triangle thing just didn't really. I don't think it works. I don't think it works. Like, it's I don't, so fucking weird. Like, yeah. I don't, and it's not much of a triangle. It's I like, think I, I guess I just identified the wrong thing that I thought was wrong with it. I thought it shouldn't have been there, but I guess just the wrong reason. It's, it's kind just of, not enough. It's just not enough. And it's not enough, and that's not the point of the scene. The scene is not yeah. about her. It's about her being vulnerable enough for him to admit and show enough of himself. Exactly. To realize that he doesn't know who he is. Right. Um, because there's the, because her admitting that means that they can't have the same scene they've had over and over again. He can no yeah. longer, at that point, give her shit for Bill the Butcher. Right. Like, he now knows that there's nothing happening between them and that whatever happened was years ago, and that's never going to happen again. And so now he has to sit there and think about himself. Yeah. He's got her. That's it. And then the next thing is she's got knives getting thrown at her. So yeah. like, so she's I immediately in distress. Damsel in distress. Yeah. Oh my god. Are you okay, buddy? I'm a damsel in distress. Jesus, you've been sitting in that chair for weeks. You're now gonna die. Um. We just woke you up from being knocked out. That's how you got knocked out in the first place. It really did feel like it. I'm no, I feel like there was a a white haired man who is occasionally beard did. And um, <clears throat> I had a stroke when I said that. Um, Occasionally, beard did. Yeah, because I didn't want to invoke his name. He might just show up and. Santa Claus! Oh, I thought you were going to say Baldwin. Santa Claus, Santa Claus, Santa Claus. No. Hey! <laughs> we know it's you, Beetlejuice. Oh, come on, guys. That beard is not doing it, dude. Ah, this is made out of a dead guy's beard. If you weren't green and dead rotting. Is he green? Like, look at him, he's fucking rotting. I'm green he's around the edges. Gray. I'm gray. Well, I'm gray mostly, but I'm green around the edges if you take a look. Great makeup job. And you smell like a rotting corpse? That's my ass. Your ass smells like a rotting corpse. Could you, learn to, <laughs> could you, please, could you please learn how to wipe? All right, I'm going to get out of here. I'm going to go hang out Thank with my you. friend Edgar Theater. Baby. Thank you. And Bye. Good. Basically the same guy. Oh, my God. Um, anyway. So, um, yes, um, go ahead. So... I agree the triangle is unnecessary and not needed. It doesn't even despite feel like fact, a triangle. Despite the fact that I think this would be better if they In the movie with enough dimensions, I feel like that wasn't... That exactly. It's, it weakens things. All it is is he more. likes her, she doesn't like him, and he's like... You, oh. can re- you can replace Johnny with a cow and get the same result. Um, Peter. What? Cow. See? Cows make everything better. This is such an infield joke. Yeah, like, vitamin D. Thank you. Um, so... Yeah, I. But I was invested in that scene where she, where he's getting like those, like oh shit, because my next point. Oh my Billy's god! So angry. Billy Butcher. Yes. Stole the show. Yes, he does. Terrifying. Yeah. That eye. Yeah. Like when that when the edit like does that like that whole like zoom in on his eye. I was like, I'm in. This guy, whoever he is. Yes. And he hasn't even spoken a he hasn't word. Hasn't spoken yet. a word yet, and you just. Sold me visually. Really? I'm in. Wherever this guy is. It's, and then he ends up being just one of the most terrifying villains I've ever seen. It's phenomenal. 
Um, just when he shows up in his bed and just sits there and he's just like... That's my favorite scene. That's his, yeah. That's my there. favorite scene because even when he's vulnerable, he's you're still like, are you going to cut my throat? Like, where are you getting at right now? Surely... Does he know that it's... Does he know that it's... <laughs> that's the whole point. You're like... You're does sitting there like, her? are you trying to be... I'm sorry? Or does he know that it's her? That it's her? Jenny? In the in the bed with him? Yeah, he doesn't care. He's oh, okay. Life. Okay. All right. I just wanted to make sure. He's no, he like, legit. He legit came to Amsterdam in like a vulnerable state and just telling him like I can't sleep. Like here, here's all these things that are eating away at me. Anyway, yeah, he needs, sleep sleep good, buddy. But you're the yeah. whole time we're like, oh my. I haven't felt good about pr- killing that priest. But also, he needs to know because that's the tool he uses against him mm-hmm. at the knife throwing. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he was scheming from the get go. It's just the accent using that. The language he uses, it's just so everything so just feels so dialed in. Like they Daniel Daniel Day Lewis just knew who this guy was. Like Yeah. Um Based like, off of a real guy. It's borderline one of the like I have a list of actors, if I ever got famous, that I'd never wanna really that I'm scared to meet in real life because of who like the characters they've played on screen. Oh, I'd be um, so intimidated. Uh Emma Stone from Birdman. Uh um, wow. Like, she scared me when I saw that. Cruella, I hear she's pretty good in Cruella. I know, but, like, that's kind of, like, a fantastical kind of thing. Like, who she played in uh, Birdman just kind of, like, freaked me the fuck out. My like, dad, she's scary. My dad wants to go see poor things. And I'm like, that's awesome. But in the back of my mind, I'm like, I hear, like, 20% of that movie is sex scenes. So. Yeah, bring the tissues and the lotion. Um, Dad, are going to have a fun time. It's going to be a family out. Anyway, um, like, so Emma Stone from Birdman. Uh, John Hamm from Top Gun Maverick. Fair? Terrifying. Terrifying. <laughs> he, wasn't, he wasn't a villain, but he was certainly I know. machismo. Really, yeah. really intimidating. I'd say, I'd say him from Baby Driver, you know? He's pretty fucking angry in that movie. Good point. Yeah, good point. Uh, I, I, think, don't, I, I don't want to meet that guy. He's more terrifying. Yeah, when he's in the cop car and he's like, where are you? Now, as I said, like yeah. I personally think, while this is an amazing performance that carries this film past the point that, like, you could ask yourself if he wasn't in this movie. It's like it's like uh, Heath Ledger's Joker in The Dark Knight. Oh, God, yes. No, everybody's solid. Really just, like, does their job really well. And then, and then there's Heath Ledger, who's yeah. just taking it up. And I, who's making history. I gotta look to, about who he lost to, but again, There Will Be Blood oh is better God. than this. And now it's not more terrifying, but there's still something underneath that man that is pure-blooded it's... American evil. And it's it's a just a, like it, like he's a little he, too good playing these roles. He's so good in this. He carries the movie. You want more of him, even though he's so awful. And then you get a whole movie of him. Like there will be blood is a whole movie of a build a butcher type character. Yeah, I highly recommend it. It was this part right here that ruined me to the romance. Like she starts kissing the scars, and I was like, well, that again. She's like, I got an entire cesarean wound. I lost a child. I true. Like, and he's like, yeah, I got a bunch of scars. Check these out. And I'm like, it's not about you, dude. I know. That's what I was like. Share. Oh, yeah, just, I agree. It's just, it's just it's weird. It's so centered on him. Ugh. It's crazy. God. Yeah, let's... God let's... forbid you give woman agency. Um, God, yes, I agree, anyway, dude. Billy Butcher, awful human being. Never want to meet him, but God darn it, I'll, I'll watch him all day. Um, yeah, I just was like, just so captivated by him. Because, like, he's one of those... I feel like the best villains, and this is Captain Obvious... Um, the best villains are the ones with the, I feel like, the most... The least eyes? 
the least amount of um, showers. He does, least, he does, he is a butcher, so... The least like, amount of, um, outfit choices that... No, the most wrinkles. <laughs> okay. <laughs> sure, I mean... And their overcoat. Um, he sure knows how to pick them. Um... You can smell that, man. You can smell the man that the died of, in that coat. The amount of grease that's on that fucker's head. And is... the other guy's blood. He's not a great guy. Um... No, he fucks children and then guts the baby out. Fuck. It doesn't get any better the more it's spoken. And it shouldn't. There's a lot of weight to it. God. Um, also, I like this. I like this. That is like where the guys just come in and just shut down the whole box scene. is like, it. well, where's the city edge? The docks. <laughs> That's so perfect. Uh, okay, so he lost to Chris Cooper in Adaptation. That's a really great performance. I don't know why. This is better. I think this is better. Why did he? Adapt- okay, listen. I haven't amazing. seen a lot of Chris Cooper outside of October Sky and Adaptation. Peter Berg's The Kingdom. Awesome. Adaptation is my favorite Chris Cooper. I just don't want to. Like, I guess my range of Chris Cooper performances is not very. Uh, doesn't have a high degree of plasticity to it. It is the. If there's any role that's going to prove to you that he has range, it's Adaptation. Um, but like, yeah, I was just captivated this the whole time, just visually, uh, Billy Butcher, it's just such a, it's the hair, Peter could not get over the hair. One of, yeah, it's constantly greasy. That's what I said, like, you can smell Does this Does he put guy. anything in there? No, he doesn't shower, all of that's from his sweat. And I guarantee you the same sweat in that hair was from the night of the battle in 1846. <laughs> He probably he grooms. Clearly, he grooms. Yeah, keep but, that. But he doesn't wash. No, people. There's do, a, there's no, a difference. People, be, people put stuff in their hair. He puts stuff in. His there's hair. a difference between showering and uh, soaking your body in water. That's true. So he probably bathes in the sense that he soaks himself in he water. He bathes to, in oily women to get rid of the blood and stuff. No, but there's like there's fluids in that hair. So we're in the women. Yeah, he probably gets his hair wet in that bath water, then just dries it off. It's one mold, and then he puts his hat back on. It's back where it was. Oh, not much of it changes. Um, <sighs> yeah, I. It's a, it's a, it, it, it's one of those performances I saw as a kid that I was like, I don't, I don't know who this guy is. It's legendary. I don't know what's going on. He's a fucking legend. Why is no one yeah. talking about this from the heavens? Like, why is this just This like, must have created... It's true, so this created cool. an ethos. I, I love how he's retired twice now. It, it's Because he, he's just such a good... He's so good at what he does. He's just like, all right, I'm done. I've seen a lot twice. of his earlier performances, right. and they're phenomenal, but I haven't seen the two big ones that he had done. I think there's three big ones he had done before this, and before he retired, where everyone was like, oh, well, he's the greatest actor of our generation. And then I watched Age of Innocence, and just the micro-aggressions he uses in that film are so fucking good. Mm. And you see this, I'm like, we're talking about a guy who's playing high society, like, hello, I'm, hello, but how, 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 let's see. Like, he's very, very reserved. He's very forward. He's very, like, calm. And then he plays this guy. And it's like, like literally within it's the same lifespan. Very non subtle aggression. Oh, it's so cool! It's so cool! And like, that's why I was so happy after this. He does, uh, he did. Okay, so 
There will be blood, then nine, and then Lincoln, and then Phantom Threat. So he's worked with P.T. Anderson twice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he didn't do much after this at all, but like this and There Will Be Blood alone are phenomenal. And then we get Lincoln. Lincoln's amazing. He won for Lincoln. Mm-hmm. And Phantom Thread, he was nominated too. Like, Phantom Thread's amazing. Um, yeah. So overall, I really like, like if, we're, if we want to go like technical, like the editing, mm-hmm. I really like how the drums every time Amsterdam gets. Mm-hmm. Like a flashback to that. I really just like how the drums the fade the drums, in and yeah. out. Um, those drums are going to like live rent-free in my head. There's so many like whip pans and cuts in this, too. Yeah. Scorsese was walking down the street in New York, and he heard three black men play drums in a fife, and he re- took, found a way to record that. He came back the next day, and he recorded that. And he kept that recording all the way through the 80s and the 90s until he came to this movie. He's like, this is what I want to sound like. Mm. He knew all the way back then. Um, like, I, I just like that kind of stuff. Um, this whole one with just the... <laughs> Basically a short film. Yeah. And it, um, it just, it gives so, it's such a great impactful moment. Yeah. Shows what film can do. This is what I think... They're shipping soldiers in the same boats that they're bringing them back in boxes. Actually... Yep. It's like a factory. Actually, Irishmen are getting off the boat, getting directly in line to be a soldier, and then directly on the boat, and then directly to the war where they will die and be put in a box. Offloaded from that same boat. This is, okay. I so still remember that opening scene in Lincoln. I'm going to, well, keep going. Keep going me. with your notes. I have one, um, I'll, I'll get to the same question when we're through with them. Um, I kind of want to <coughs> talk about the ending a little bit. All right. Um... I, something told me, like, the little voice inside me was just like, this doesn't end as cleanly as I think it will. Mm. And then, lo and behold, like, um, Amsterdam ends up getting his revenge, ultimately, but it's kind of just like in the lieu of, oh, New York just blew up. (laughs) Everything gets sideswiped. All his friends are dead. All of them. It was for nothing. Her money is gone. They can't go to San Francisco. San Francisco. Oh, fuck! I thought she already paid for the damn thing. Even if she did, those tickets are gone. Start walking. <laughs> Start walking. I, I think that they, they eventually got there. I think if they if she can pit pocket... She could have had the tickets hidden on her somewhere. But yeah. she got punched in the face. Surely she has a stash. That was her stash. Fuck. Surely he has a stash. I Not think, the one on his face. I think they could make that money back if there were still people walking around. They could pit pocket and but shit. But before he gets drafted? I don't think... I think he'd be able to weasel his way out of that. The drafts do come back. They don't stop. Yeah. I don't know, dude. Fine. They lived horribly ever after. I, I just find it interesting that... <laughs> I'm trying to be hopeful. Her bag gets... Her All bag hope gets was taken. lost after he just reminded me that the bag is gone. The bag is taken, which is why the first time I watched it, I was like, oh shit, but like most people believe they go to San Francisco. Okay. And you can believe that if you want to. They're alive. Why not? It's fake. It's a movie. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah, man, I want a happy ending for this Also, oh, they were, they're dead. So... Anyway, but and, like, and at the end of the movie, it points out it doesn't matter anyway. The city lived on and built on their ashes anyway. Yeah. 
And I thought it was a really interesting touch to leave the Twin Towers in. A year after they happened, yes. Like, wonder what kind of reaction that got. He, this movie was almost, was supposed to be, it was supposed to come out in the winter of 2001. One of the biggest Mm -hmm. reasons they stalled it was because they didn't want to make the big violent New York movie after 9-11. But they also needed to edit down because two big voices were going against what it was supposed to be. But mom and dad are fighting outside. Exactly. So I, I, I. But the twin towers. But you still gotta do homework. He was making that point again, which is that if the last most violent, horrible time in New York's history was the draft riots, and the next was nine eleven, the city will rebuild again. It always rebuilds again. That's the point of New York. Mm. Like it, they were, they, it was barbaric this time. It was a point where a guy could walk out and cut off your ear and then hand people free meat the next day and no one gave a shit. He was completely corrupt in this area. Everyone was everyone was everyone. Like there were black people, Chinese people, Irish mm. people, English people. There was no real segregation in terms of how people lived, but there was a hierarchy in terms of how people were controlled and everything, and all of that needed to end. Yeah. That needed to end for modernity to kick in and take it over. Like Tammany keeps telling Billy, he's like, "You need to, you need to stop fighting. You need to change." Monk says it too, and like it buries him. He just wants to die with this world because he'll never be able to live in the new one. And Amsterdam is just like, the, uh, Amsterdam could be the future if he stayed, but like a lot of people, he leaves and goes somewhere else because that that is what happened in New York. There's nothing left for him. Five Points would be later, after the destruction of it, it would later become the financial district that would run the rest of New York. Wall Street? Not Wall Street, no. That's like an aspect of it, though. It's oh. connected to it. Oh. It's crazy. Wow. I, 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 just pour, I would just pour fake blood on it once a year. Uh, what, did you think, <laughs> what did you think the ending was going to be, and when did you start to realize it was going to start to go bad? Just probably, I think it was when I think it was the second act, just to how the second act was. No, it was when Jenny tried to leave. Or Jenny said she was leaving for San Francisco. Mm-hmm. He's like, the city's gonna blow up anyway. I was like, there it is, right there. Even though I had a hunch earlier on, I can't say exactly when, but mm. at some point I was just like Something's not right here. <laughs> Something doesn't feel right here. Um, I thought it was going to end, like, typically. As, like, it's just, like, the, the two gangs duke it out again. Uh, or the two giant things duke it out again. We get a clean winner. Yeah. Like, between the two. Um, obviously, it would be Amsterdam, because, you know, Shakespeare was not be denied. Um, tits. Uh, so... Tits? Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so... That's how I thought it was. That's what I was hoping it would be. And then just something clicked in. I was like, oh, wait a minute. If this is... If who made... If who I think made this actually made this. This doesn't end that like that. He's got something more to say. Mm. And then the actual ending happens and I'm just like yep there it is what's the like it like I don't know it's something to be said about like revenge I guess I think it's more so there's a moment before the draft riots happen there is a moment 
when the draft rights are about to happen, uh, or the night before they really get bad, mm-hmm. when the rich people are playing pool with Tammany, and this guy's like, and Tammany's like, I saw them, man. They're pretty fucking pissed. <laughs> Freaking, like, bandwagoner. Yeah, dude. Like, like my God. A, he was a real I person. thought Amsterdam was going to shoot him when they were meeting. It's just like, he knows he's a freaking bandwagon guy. He he uh, he was a real person. Doesn't surprise In me. In real life. Um, stole just thousands, millions of dollars. Um, so he, but it was thousands back then. He, uh, million dollars didn't exist. He... A million dollars existed then, but just it was impossible money. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so. There's a lot of Native Americans dead. Oh, I forgot what I was talking about. Uh, Tammany, real guy. Um, stole millions of dollars. No, something before that. Um, like, he's a bandwagoner. No, something before that. Um, but reg- regardless. Regardless, yes. Um... Uh, I, maybe it was about the ending. Oh, it was Jack Wright. Okay, so he's standing in the room and Tammy's like, I saw them. They were pretty bad. And this other guy's like, well, gentlemen, I think we should calm down and be fine. In fact, I think we've gotten pretty good at having one at one side of the poor just kill each other in a war. And that's pretty much what's going on. Yep. Like, the microcosm is, in the five points, there's so much diversity and boiling pot of what an actual city is. Mm-hmm. And that's a claustrophobic area of people of all different kinds molding and and just trying to survive Mm -hmm. and that was causing because of these barbaric ideas about what leadership was about like no rules and laws and just kind of like the wild west basically in new york all of that all of that going all of that disappearing it, it it's all of the city so it doesn't matter what's happening in their little war the revenge, all of that is whatever, but at the end of the day, like, when New York blows up, all of New York blows up. It's just as big and as small as you think it is. Mm-hmm. So I I just find that really interesting at the end of the day. It's not so much about revenge as it is, like, you're part of a city. Your anger and all that anger and all that, like, hatred and everything, the five points, that was just one thing that was happening that was going to blow up. And not to mention the entire country was getting ripped in fucking half. Mm-hmm. They had just freed the slaves, dude. Like, I mean, slavery was, was abolished, but they were still... That that fight was still... It, it was half. abolished in the North, yes, but yes. the war was still Never going over. on. Right. And that's it like... Over yet. That, that was a big thing. Like things, Far from over, it'd be another three years. The five points was just the most condensed center of the city for the poor. And yeah. eventually they attacked everyone and then the end of result was let's burn all the uh, let's burn all the black people let's take it out on them per usual mm. but at the end of the day the whole city burned so many aspects of it burned and then the country was ripped in half by war this is what was happening all the way down to a microcosm and it doesn't matter what your battles are it doesn't matter what your tribes are doing at the end of the day if the police are going to kill you they're going to kill you because you're poor like, go fight our war. I don't care what your little dead rabbits bullshit is. You signed a slip. You're an American. Go die for the rich. Ass. Um, Asses. So. Oops, ass ass. Yeah, it's just, it was also really interesting to get, I know it's it's a movie, so it's going to dramatize a lot of stuff. But to get these wrinkles of a period of history like that 
that I'm off and on fascinated about. Um, it's just so, like, it's 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 interesting. Uh, he just wakes up. He's just he's, he's that's, just constantly he's just wearing the flag. He's just, I know that's all so he has crazy. on. I think. Um, and Leo's just constantly adjusting himself and like covering himself up in the blanket, pushing the blanket. Yeah, because he's sexually confused. Um, <laughs> so it's the stash, man. Um, anyway, but um, Bill is attractive. So it's it's uh, it's it's interesting that it offers this historical like thing because like when you're taught in school it's very much like a black and white thing like north south we didn't it's american propaganda american propaganda but when you actually see the history like not everybody in the north was like let's do it for the black folk exactly some people didn't want to go to war but they also didn't care about the slaves they didn't want anybody around they just wanted to keep things the way they were they were fighting change Mm. in such crazy pathetic ways and then after that, the Industrial Revolution. Absolutely. And then World War One. <laughs> we got sucked into, absolutely, yeah. God dang it. But then World War Two happened and we became an incredibly profitable country. Yep. Well, Thanks for the lesson. Um, so anyway, just, yeah, I... It was really just fascinating to see that because, like, you can always just see it from, like, Lincoln's perspective... But then, but then, it's very interesting to see the people, um, who you would think would be on Lincoln's side, and then you'd see like, that actually like kind of just like disagreed with him. Yeah, they don't want to go to war. Yeah. They also have no idea what the Civil War actually. Also, oh, these Irish guys are coming back from a famine. Exactly, they're coming. That back may or may the... not have been orchestrated. Exactly. That's the other thing. They're coming from hell to hell to die in another version. Out of the frying pan and into the fire. And they have no idea what the Civil War is like. There's no magazines. There's no magazines. They they have no idea what they're getting into. No idea. Polio's about to be a thing. Oof. That's the point, man. The poor... The the 19th century in America was the most violent in American history. Oh, yeah. So... Like, a lot of this shit needed to happen. A lot of this stuff needed to explode for us to be like, all right... You know, we've gone way too far. We need to stop. Right. And I feel like, given the like the historical <clears throat> context of things, after the Revolutionary War, I feel like that's where it was naturally going to go. You know, there would be a boiling pot, a lot of a lot of a lot of uh chefs in the kitchen, and at some point they were gonna have to decide, okay, what do we do from here? Well the other thing that changed things Even the- if that even if it Coincided with how the world was going as well. Well, the thing that changed things at this time that was happening, or at least that happened just before it was Napoleon and the Napoleonic Wars. He sold them the Louisiana Purchase, which gave him the other half of the West of Americas. So as the America kept getting bigger and bigger and more states kept getting made, the North and South were like, okay, well, we can have slaves. And the North was like, well, we're, we don't want slaves. And then they kept getting bigger and bigger. And then eventually they were like, what the fuck are we even doing? Is it one or the other? And then the, half of them seceded for slavery. Basically just for slavery. Mm. Now it was about states' rights. No. No. It all boiled down to the money. And the South made more money through yeah, slavery. Yeah, well, fuck money, you, money, you liberal piece of shit. Man, I, I'm fine being a liberal person. I'm fine with that. I'm not introducing this character ever again. Um, <laughs> they, they, everyone they just died right now they spontaneously combusted yes 
Uh, this is not the guy who say uh, titles are important. Speaking of, at least that guy isn't racist. Well, you haven't met him. Um, I've met him several times on the show. You haven't met him. Okay, fair enough. Um, I haven't had sex with him. He's no, you haven't. No, it's, 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 it's I could hear it in his voice. Very steamy. I wanted to. What? Um, very steamy. Very uh, sweaty. And uh, it looked like Bill at the end. It uh, it uh, smells like rubbing alcohol. Um, so, yeah, it's just, it was just really fascinating to see that different perspective. You know, mm. like. I was just like, well, not everybody in the North was down for all this. Even their fellow white man, they were from a different country. Yeah. Um, but no. Um, yeah, just a fascinating look into a period of time that like, could be painted very black and white, uh, depending on who you ask. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, overall, I really, I really liked it. I was... Um, I was invested enough. Like I think there was enough meat on the bone where I was just like, you know what, I can walk away. With, I can walk away with this. I don't need to. Like dig deep. It's not like something. It's not hollow. No. But like the story is not really what they're going for. They just want to make a period piece in the '60s. They wanted to make this world, and they didn't care what story got them there. Exactly. Um, so yeah, that's, 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 that's what I got. Um, Triangle didn't need to be there. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. I think it could have been there if you fleshed her character out more. I think if she wasn't there, they probably would have fleshed out the gangs more. I think if you replaced, um, Johnny with a Velociraptor, it would have made more sense. Well, we'll figure that out when we reach Velocipaster. Um, or would we do Jurassic Park? Um, um, I also think it's interesting that Liam Neeson plays a famous priest in this, but then also plays a famous priest in Silence. <laughs> That's a hell of a ball. Wow, he's been typecasted. Uh, Peter, Very. what do you think? I think it's fantastic. I mean, obviously, I, I see the flaws in it, but Daniel Day-Lewis just... It's worth it for him, dude. for sure. So that is a wound. It's... Even his, in his um, nuanced sort of scenes where he's... It's just like a back and forth. Like earlier with Leo when um, they first communicated with each other. And Amsterdam is like from afar just like kind of hiding behind a pillar. Yeah. And then um, he's like, who are you? Come here. Even even his just nuanced little, little movements. It's just fucking terrifying. I wouldn't want to... I wouldn't want to get close to that guy. Yeah, not just for the smell. Well, when he smiles, it's <laughs> terrifying. The, that's why I think the bed scene is the most interesting one is because he is not performing any sort of act of leadership or fear. No, he's just he's, he's communicating to Amsterdam yes. as like a friend. That's so shoot. weird. With all vulnerability and he's still terribly frightening. Right. And he still has his like, I never had a son. The world is collapsing. Yeah, I never had a son. Pause. The world is collapsing. Well, that's why I never had a son. Like, but, like, I also think it's so interesting. Just on, like, Well, you the, did, and then maybe you did. But he, like, tells you him. You could have. He tells him everything that his father did to him. He cut his he cut his one eye, and so he was going to murder him, but he couldn't do it. He let him he let him live out of shame. And so Bill cuts his own eye out. Billy Butcher was uh, Colin Farrell's character in uh, The Lobster. Uh, 
And then he, <laughs> he rises up. Only got halfway. Just like the priest allowed him to. And then he buried him in his own blood, like he says. And he lets DiCaprio live to teach him that very lesson. He is his father. He's teaching him this horrible lesson as a father. Even when he knows DiCaprio was going to kill him. He's still like, well, I still can't let him go as my son. So I'm going to train you to kill me, boy. And I just think that shit's so fucking weird and interesting. And like, feels so crazy. So fucking crazy. Horrible, 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 horrible person. person. This is the worst fucking person. Burn his ashes, see if they turn green. That's a terrible, terrible person. Now, uh, now Daniel, I just want you to think about this here. Um, I don't know why I'm speaking like Ryan Scorsese in the 30s. It's gotta get, it's gotta get there somewhere. Um, I need you to just, just, just pretend you're playing Harvey Weinstein, but if he's two feet taller and, uh, Looking a little more meaner. You know what wow. I mean? Well, also, he had black hair. Sort of like a ginger rat. Gotta plant over here. Jerk off into that for a month. Get into character. Right. Uh, Peter, can you give me that spray ball? Yeah. No, it was, it was Daniel talking. Thanks. Yes, sir, Daniel, sir. Think that's enough? No. <laughs> Tell me when to stop. Almost got the grease out of here. Keep going. No, I'm trying to get the hair right for the roll. Oh, yeah, yeah I know. And now it looks like someone came in it. Yeah, you're good. Wait, one more? Okay, nice. Cameron Diaz, could you show him what it's like to have come in your hair? You came in my mouth! That means something! Oh, that's what's in the bottle? Uh, so it looks like, uh, so is there uh, anything else? Yeah, the, the edits, the shots, and the pans... <laughs> Like, the camera just doesn't stop moving in a good way. That's his movies, man. He loves movies. It's just camera, awesome. he loves I never noticed that. It's just, well, it's just focused No, it's, it's, it's fluid. Well, yeah. Okay, so he, I think one of the scenes that has basically, I think one of the best scenes of the movie is coming up with the knife yeah. scene. And also, this is, this is, this scene scared me when he's like, being, like, he just like grabs Johnny like this, like. That was probably the most scared of him. Yeah, it's pretty terrifying. Yeah. Like, because you've seen this man so calm even in battle, but when he loses his shit, he just keeps stabbing the fucking board and just keeps doing it. Right. Yeah. I love how scared of him Johnny is. Boom. Like, it's terrifying. I'd hate to be the guy who's underneath him that tries to shoot him and he's like yelling at him before he dies. Like, even that must have been just terrifying. Um, (sighs) Yeah. I, uh, but, like, they spoke about how long it took for them to do this. And, yes, in terms of, like, how the camera moves, there is one specific shot at the very end when he cuts her in the neck, uh, Cameron Diaz, that pulls into DiCaprio's face. It's so quick and uh-huh. such a quick zoom. Mm-hmm. Like, Cam- he shot. loves to move the camera. He loves the way it moves. He loves edits. This is Martin Scorsese. So, like, he, he doesn't keep it still. That's not what he does. No, he keeps it real. Keeps it always moving. All real to real. Um, yeah, those are those are my thoughts kind of summed up. I mean, this isn't the first time I've seen it, so... I showed it to you the same day I think I showed you There Will Be Blood. So I showed you both the Daniel Day-Lewis mm-hmm. movies in a row. And then later I showed you Punch Drunk because of P.T. Anderson. But yeah, we were yeah, just, it was like two years ago, something like that. A lot longer than that. It was the first season of The Buttercast. Something like that. It was that. over two years. Yeah. Um, maybe maybe two and a half, three. Uh, 
Because I don't think I was... Was I on this show yet? No. It was when I was on yours. Because we had... We, you, we did Punch Drunk before you ever came here. Did we? I'm talking about us doing Punch Drunk. Oh! Drum. No, before you came here. Understood. Yeah, uh, that's why That's why there was, there was a lot of time for that movie to, like, sit with me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's that's when we put it on this show, and that's when my heart was broken. <laughs> oh my! Um, so let me let me ask you, Chris. Okay. Uh, do you feel like this movie felt pretentious to you? Not really. Maybe I go. I'm, I'm, here's what I'm gonna say about Martin Scorsese. That quote is completely misconstrued, and it points it paints the image mm-hmm. that. Anyone who loves film and, and thinks that film can be different yeah. for everybody, that that's a bad thing. At least mm-hmm. based off of how his quote and the way they approach it is. There are absolute assholes who will sit there and be like, Marvel is garbage. And right. they've been loving this past year. Because not they're not sitting there celebrating different movies. They're sitting there going, Marvel sucked. Look at how bad the Marvels is. Look at what they're scrambling to do right now. I don't care about that shit. I care when someone's like, oh, wow, Godzilla Minus One is the biggest event of the year. Like, yeah. no one saw this shit coming. And no one cares about Aquaman 2. We have this now. doesn't mean that Aquaman 2 isn't good. It just means nobody cares as much Aquaman. as they used to. So we're getting this different blockbuster experience that doesn't have to be the same mold we've gotten so long before. This is what I say about Scorsese. He is... The he if anyone loves movies like literally eats breathes shits movies it's him Come. he loves them Chris please do not mistake his pretension for absolute admiration it is his religion it, he doesn't push it on to other people but he loves it mm. loves it loves it that's all it is. So I, I really think what you, I hope you find with his work is how much he moves the camera, how much he cuts it, what he does with it, the zooms, the lenses, the color, the lighting, the performances he gets out of people. He was first known as a guy who just got great performances out of Bob De Niro. And now he makes something like this. It showcases what he desires, what he loves. He's an encyclopedia. He is like Tarantino in that way where all if they didn't make movies, they would just sit at home and watch movies all day. They'd be me. So like please don't view that with him. Mm. He is a really great filmmaker and I don't think his movies are made Bird you like Birdman is a movie that literally shits on superhero movies. It shits on critics. Yeah. It says those movies are garbage. I I like Birdman, but I hate what it says. Because I don't agree. Mm-hmm. Like, Martin Scorsese's like, they're, superhero movies these days are thrill rides. And that's the experience you get out of them. They don't, they're not trying to challenge you more. But film can challenge you. Mm-hmm. And I, I hate when my dad's like, I don't want to watch a film that challenges me. And I don't think people expect that. Or my sure. sister, too. <laughs> like, I don't agree with that, that there are audiences out there. But if we didn't, you wouldn't have Limbo. You wouldn't have October Sky. You wouldn't have movies that really change and move you because they change and move the medium. And they do something with the camera in amazing ways. Not everybody has to be me and view movies the way that I do, but I do spend the time to understand what people get out of movies because I think that's important. 
and I, that's how Scorsese views them. Mm-hmm. And I don't think he's never literally said anything about the MCU since that moment. And when he did, he just expri- expressed how he felt about them, right. not how people should feel about other movies. That's my point. Okay. Like you cannot like <clears throat> not pushing it on without anybody. saying sure. that my thing is better. He just said they're not for me, and they're not. Like if you look at the movies he makes, like he's not interested in that sort of shit. And when he does do that sort of shit, where the story is as simple as revenge, like you killed my dad, I'm coming after you. Mm. Like, look at what he does with it. Look at the world he builds with it. Look at the performance he gets out of one of his actors. Like. He elevates things in ways that other directors can't. So I do think that... I, I hope that this shows you that he loves movies and he loves to tell a story and that the reason he told this is he wanted to make this world more than anything. He just wanted to see the thing that was in his head and he needed to get it out there. He used DiCaprio and Cameron Diaz to get there and he used Daniel Day-Lewis in the same way he uses De Niro, which is perfectly... And later DiCaprio, perfectly. Mm. So, like, the things he's good at are amazing versus the things that he, I guess, other people would take for granted. Like, Shutter Island, people love that movie, but he's like, I made that for a paycheck. But that movie is an editing masterpiece. Like, the editing in that movie is fucking crazy confusing. Like, the, it's always out of sync. There's something a little off, and that's the point of the movie. What the fuck is going on? Who can you trust? Can you trust yourself? Um, is any dies. of this real? Like, Sith Lord. Oh my god. I he loves the guy's movies. Dooku. He loves movies and he loves the just language of him. cinema. And that's <laughs> all. It's like it's he just loves it. And he doesn't need you to love it too. And he doesn't think it's bad if people don't. Mm-hmm. But he's also like, you gotta understand, Chris, this guy was bred in the seventies. If you were him and you're making movies and you're making hit movies in the 70s, imagine you making hit movies in the last 10, 15 years. You're making blockbusters in the big blockbuster era. Mm. You're in your happy place. He's an art house cinema language kind of guy. He can make grandiose stuff that people can love and enjoy normally. But the 70s is when he got his bread and butter. And now he's watching that world disappear and turn into something else. He was like... It's not for me, but I'm still making what I want. I made Wolf of Wall Street. People love that movie. That movie's fucking hilarious. But, like, I wasn't going to make a Superman movie. I don't give a shit. Like, I care about gangsters. I make a lot of gangster movies because that's what I grew up with. I make a lot of religious movies. That's what I grew up with. Mm-hmm. I make a lot of movies about terrible people who give free meat out to the poor. Because that's what I grew up with. He should make Tiger King. I think it would be an interesting Tiger King. Sure. Um, Daniel Day Lewis as Tiger King. <laughs> Joe Exotic. Uh, I think Tiger King's <laughs> never going to happen again. I think they're oh. done with it. Um, but at the same time, that was a COVID it happened when it happened. He yeah. has one of the most varied and vast and interesting careers. He's made a kids' movie, he's made comedies, he's made dramatic um, uh, epics, he's made uh, singular character pieces. He made one about a woman that turned into a sitcom later. Like this guy's all over the board. He's mm-hmm. amazing, in my opinion. Um, yeah, I, I, I just want you to understand that he loves movies more than he thinks you hate them. Or that he loves movies more than he thinks that what you like is garbage. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're ready to grade. Let's grade. Um, it's definitely above average. Very much so. I'm giving it a B plus. B 
Peter gives it a B plus. You know, I I can't give it a four point. Uh, I I, I got to give it. Are you changing the grading system right now? I've been using Letterboxd a lot. Um, so I've got to go. I just say. Um. Yeah. Uh. You almost said four again. What is it? I don't remember what it is. What do we do? B. A is B. Okay, so B. Letter B. letter I said grade. B plus. Yeah, I don't think it's a B plus. You know what? Yeah, I go B. B, <laughs> just B. Are you okay, dude? Um, I just think that the second half moves too quickly. I think Jenny mm -hmm. could be fleshed out more. I think Johnny mm -hmm. and I, Jenny don't work necessarily. I would have liked to see Amsterdam struggle with like not knowing what he wants more because there's only like there's only two there's only like two shots of him being like fuck what do I do why did I why did I save him ah well, I just I mean, wanted more than that more than just that that's true I think you don't you know I wouldn't say you don't know his intentions he I want to see him struggle he more. sees it he sees um a Chinese guy when he walks out of Hellgate and he she, and he goes to the restaurant very early to talk to them about the flaming drink. So he's always had the plan to kill him that night. But he doesn't talk about it anymore. Nope. He just sort of spends... I don't think his intention was even to get to the butcher. He got to the butcher accidentally through the gang that he was in trying to make money. He just sort of fell into it. He, The butcher sees him save Johnny and that's what gets him to call over and see his face in the first place. And then he gets the dead body on the boat, and that's when Bill gives him the whole speech. Oh, actually, he fights the bald guy, and then he's like, okay, so this kid is smart, he's loyal, and he fights well. So I'm going to give him the tour of the five points, and I'm going to make him my protege. So literally, those three things just have to incidentally happen for him to get that close. And then after that, he's like, well... I was always going to kill him, but now I have a now I for sure am in the room and actually I can get even closer. But in like that I agree with what you're saying, but like those steps have to happen. It's very late in the game that we actually get inside his head and it isn't until he kills that guy and she asks him who are you that he's like, "All right, I'm the guy that's going to kill Bill the Butcher. I'm the I'm the priest son." I'm Let's the guy. Do this. Yeah, I'm the, I'm, I'm, I'm the guy. Twilight. I'm so Twilight. I <laughs> I do see what you're saying. To me, It'd be a different movie. Than I think the first half that leads up to him getting stabbed in the gut and burned in the face, um I think that's all great. I have no problems with that. The pacing of which that goes in, it breathes in and out between like the great stuff moments. After is a it just moves too quickly. Like Johnny's dead, Do we Monk's fly, dead. We fly after that. Like I think there like needs to be... Like months pass for him to heal like perfectly. Like the things in the first in half... In a cave! The, the things in the first half that lead to the giraffe A bunch of scraps! Yeah. Are very sort of like slow. Like that wonder of the people getting off the ship and getting on and everything. Like we're slowly getting the civil war in the background. There's a moment in the third act after Monk dies where it's like, you've got to put us in a draft. It's a draft now. And it's like, whoa, all right, we're doing this now. I just think that shit moves a little bit too fast for me. Mm -hmm. um, I want more. I wanted more from this. I want to see that three and a half hour cut. I want to see what that other score is. So you give it a B? I, I give it a B. You know, I, I, Maybe later in life I'll give it a B plus, but this is the first time where the nostalgia goggles were lifted. And I was like, there's some... Like, there's the moment at the beginning where he's finding the knife before his friends and before Johnny and Jimmy find him, where it's cutting between it and a conversation between Tammany and Bill. And the way that it cuts, it feels like 
these two scenes were both longer and they just morphed them together in this weird way. And I was like, mm. why not just have both the scenes different? And I was, this just feels like a mess for this one moment. It isn't until the fire engine, it isn't until that scene starts that the movie, I think, really feels smooth. And then the second half comes in and I was like, oh, okay, oh, whoa, 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 what are we doing? And it, I, I wanted more. And when Scorsese's like, I could have literally been filming this movie still. He's in an interview in 2004. He's like, I could still be filming this now. Like, it should have been a TV show for that vibe that he wanted to do. But honestly, as a movie, they just don't make these like these anymore. And I think the next one is honestly Django. That's such a good call, man. Mm. Um, so before, we, before I end on my thing, what I wanted to tell you was that moment when they make love violently for the first time God. and Johnny is watching yeah. um they when when they're he's on when he gets cucked he's in he gets cucked when Cucks they're 41. when Lewis and Scorsese are on Charlie Rose which if you've ever seen a Charlie Rose interview it's um basically them at a table in an all black room with the interviewer and they're talking about the movie and they're doing these scenes. You can tell they're skating around Cameron Diaz a little bit. You can tell that Scorsese's skating around the fact that there is a different cut. You can tell he's skating around Weinstein. But there's one moment where Charlie Rose is like, there's a, there's a romance in this movie, right? You, the, the, DiCaprio and Diaz, it happens. We have a scene from it. We're going to cut to it right now. And it's the violent kiss. And then it cuts to, for no reason... Johnny's staring at them through no, the door. No, and then it just cuts no, back. No, and I'm like, no, there's no context? You, you don't tell idiots. the people what the context is? No. It's so funny. He's it's the drunk thing. Watching the guy he's trying to kill. Like, if you don't know what it is, business. it's such a weird scene to be like... All right, here's a, a scene with the guy getting cucked. No, 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 no. Here's a love story. <laughs> here's a scene about the love story in your movie. Here's some of that love. Here's it's, a cuck. At the end? Awful. It's an awful scene to cut to for that. I would have loved for him to ask, who's the guy Who's the guy at the door? Who's the guy watching? Uh, that's Elliot from E.T. Uh, so yeah, B for me. I, I don't know if I ever would have called this a B plus, and maybe one day Daniel I Daniel Day-Lewis makes it a B plus. Oh, yeah. I'm with Peter. I'm going to give this a B plus. You know what? You guys convinced me. I think... I think it's a B plus, mostly because I don't think wow. Diaz, Diaz <laughs> is much. not that bad. Exactly. And oh, I just I think is really good, but um, it's not an A. It's not an A minus. No. Not quite. I thought about it. I thought about it's a more minus, than a B plus, which would have been on the par. world. The world and Daniel Day Lewis just make it. It would have been. It would have been on par for me to give it an A minus. So much. Yeah, it would have been on par for me to give it an A minus because, like, I feel like that's usually how I react to stuff like this. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's just. The whole triangle thing and... It's stupid. I don't like it. Actually, I give it a B. Uh, stupid. I don't like it and I just don't need bootstrap, it. Bootstrap, Bill. You're a S cock and I don't like you. Fair enough. Um, yeah, B plus. Okay. It's just everything, just like, everything is just great about this except the thing, like... It's such a... We have an hour left of the yeah. movie. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and there's like there's so much about this that's so on point and so well done that the <clears throat> the things that we don't agree with really just stand out that much more. I exactly. Think. Yeah. Um. So. So yeah. B plus. Yeah, Kings in New York. I think it's a really like considering what the kind of movies you like and considering what kind of movies he makes. I think this is a great entrance. 
into what he can do. He doesn't have a lot, a lot of movies like this until 1990. He started getting this more like vast and with his scope and everything. But then, like The Aviator is even more voluptuous than this. It goes through a lot of the history of the 20s. I think like DiCaprio in The Aviator is amazing. He carries that movie, and he has to be a guy's life. It's it, it. They really step up their game after that. I just think it's really interesting because DiCaprio, while good in this, mm. it's very it's it's obvious that Scorsese was like, I'm gonna get this guy. I hear he's good, but really, I just want to make my world. And then yeah. you got DiCaprio, and he's like, you know what? You are really good. I'm gonna see if I can put you. Yeah, you're more than just a heartthrob. And <laughs> I just think it's really interesting they made the Aviator after this and just continued their relationship afterwards. And I think you're crazy for not having for not dating past twenty five. <laughs> but, well, yeah. uh, how yeah. Billy of him. How Billy of Billy him. Of him. Uh, uh, so no, anyway. He's not that bad that we know of. So, uh, I, I, there are, is there a um, Scorsese movie that you were interested in seeing now that you've spent a little bit more time with him that isn't on the wheel? Because I plan on watching Last Temptation of Christ this Christmas. That's my goal. This Christmas, give me I was actually going to do, like for Christmas, I was going to do... Uh, Gremlins? No, Frozen. I come back to Frozen movies. Are you serious? Yes. Can I recommend Hugo to you? You're dead to me. You can go ahead and do that. It's a good Christmas. <laughs> it's a good winter movie because a lot of it is set around Christmas. And it also... It celebrates film in a really amazing way. You misunderstand, Chris. He's a man of culture. He's going to watch Frozen. <laughs> I've never seen Frozen. Wait, Chris? Oh, you're talking He's about... talking to me about... Oh, okay, got I'll it. be honest, okay. I've never I was, seen I was like, did I get your name How about this, Chris? <laughs> I'm like, I'm like if you... is your name not Chris? The fuck are we doing if here? You watch... I thought you were talking to me. I thought you were talking to him. I thought you called him. <laughs> God, you made me think I was. You really gaslit me. How the fuck did that happen? You gaslit me to the point where I was like, "Is your name not Chris? The fuck? What did uh, I just do?" If I gaslit you right there, that was a hell of a fart. I'll tell you this, Chris. Um, I've never seen Frozen or Frozen Two. Interesting. Never seen it. I'll watch those if you watch Hugo. Deal. Okay. I think Hugo is on Disney. Okay, so Hugo and Renfield. Those right. are the two yeah. I'm for. Don't make any deal but with I, me. But like, again, you have, to, with you. You have to watch it. Yeah, you have a long time to watch it, but at the yeah. same time... Um, no, you it's, don't. It's, it's going to be gone. I, I really gone. can't wait to see your take on the last half of that movie. Okay. Chloe Grace Moretz, Ben Kingsley. Chloe Grace Moretz. Asa Butterfield. Asa Butterfield, Sasha Baron Cohen. Wow. Emily Mortimer. You're just making names up. Yep. No. Yeah, huh? He does that a lot. Anyway. Um, he lives in his own world. Neil? Wheel. wheel. Can I take my pants off? Wheel. Not yet. Wheel. 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 Something about a Happy cop. Jack's about to die. Happy Jack's about to die. Happy Jack's about to die. Happy Jack's about to die. Wheels. 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 Oh, those are Jackie's I can't. Wheels. 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 Happy Jack wheel. Curiosity wheel? Is it? Great timing. Oh, okay. Um, gentlemen, the Curiosity Wheel demands tribute. What do you got, Peter? Okay. So, I'm torn between... I, I said this off air. Off. I'm torn between a movie that... <clears throat> that I tried to get on here once before. Maybe both of these. Um, 
but is more related to the movie that Alex, um, one of the movies Alex watched in the previous episode. So that, that episode happened, I mean, years ago. Uh, so if you don't remember, Alex talked about The Shrinking Man, and that that made me want to push for, um, what is it, uh, Arthur and the Invisibles. Oh, we talked about that. Yeah. But there's another movie like, did is that on the wheel? Uh, no, not Arthur. Okay. I'm just looking it up for my own like. But there's memory. another movie like Limbo mm. that I've only seen one image of. Stand by. Didn't we do Limbo? No, he's saying like Limbo. Like Limbo, sorry. Okay. Yeah, girl, listen. Damn. Damn. Let me get my thoughts off my chest. Damn. That one. That Arthur the Invisibles. Yeah, so I'm torn torn between that and a movie like and a movie like Limbo where I've only seen one image and I'm like really curious, and that's ghost story. Ghost story. Okay. So do I piggyback off of Alex's coattails of a really crazy shrinky movie, or do I actually pick a movie that I'm sincerely curious on that I've never seen in my life and only seen one image? And I think right. I'm going to do that movie. Chris, what do you got? I'm going to go back to a well. Well. Um, I thought these were wheels. I'm gonna go back to. Uh, I had to go to the backlog for this one because I, I've got to come up with my own backlog because I've been thinking about curiosities throughout the weeks, you know, and I just oh, don't weeks. get around to writing them down. So That's I'm gonna go back to the behavior. backlog here for this one. Lost in Space, two thousand one. The Space Odyssey. A uh, formative uh, movie of my childhood. Actually, it's one of those that I've watched a lot on VHS. Uh, I know that movie very well. I had a huge crush on the little sister. Well, we got her. Come on in. No. <laughs> Shoot it. She's, she does Christmas movies now. She's cool. She's making that Hallmark money. Uh, hell own. yeah. Um, good for her. <laughs> Which is probably only like four grand. She's been party five years. Uh. Um, but she was my age. And I just thought she was cute. Um, right. I love that movie. Um, all right. So he's picking an action sci-fi film. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, okay, so I'll save Southland Tales. I keep using that a lot as something. I, it is, I'll, I'll save it for the next bad one. Okay. Um, let's see. So if he's picking a fun, kind of fun, a a kind of fun action sci-fi movie, I'm thinking of either Mystery Men. Okay. Or, uh, Possibly this uh, comedy I've never seen called The Burbs, which I am interested in. And then there was one more. The Untouchables. Yeah, I've always wanted to see The Untouchables. Um, but. Lots of opponents, we I'd pick I'm going to I'm going to get us another old movie, one that I think that we all, I think that you guys would really enjoy. To get you into um, a really well written script and a really small written thing, I think I think we all would really love it. And it's a movie called Marty. So Marty. I, it's from the nineteen sixties. It was Marty. I don't I don't want to <laughs> spoil too much about it, but it is something I haven't seen in quite a long time, and I really loved it. <laughs> that took me. We'll say it a lot. We'll say it a lot. I wasn't ready. Yeah, probably will. <laughs> so yeah, I'm thinking. I'm thinking. I'm thinking Marty. Marty. 
Hey! I think we all could use, uh, I think you and I could really use a time to watch Marty. Mm -hmm. So, uh, Peter? Ghost Story. Ghost Story. He chooses Ghost Story. So, big action movie, a small, small movie, and then a modern day small movie. Interesting. Size doesn't matter, man. It's the motion of the ocean. We'll see. Okay. Lost in Space, Marty, and Ghost Story. You know what? I changed. You've been waiting for this for a long time. He hasn't done this in a while. Okay. Oh, yeah, my pants are down. Pants are down. Pants are down. <laughs> he opened the window. Come on, dude, spin this. Spin the baby. Let's wait. Let's spin you like when you're a French no, I think we should do it before I change my decision. We should talk about 1862, uh, New York. Okay, well, um... Legion right. once Pick it up, pick it up, pick it up. Go, sorry. <laughs> it is as real. It missed me. It did. Hands are going back out. I forgot that this, this, these wheels are alive. Um, and With the sound of boom. I knew I had it in the bag. You're just trying to just piss them off. Like you're what? just trying the boom no the, the, wheel, <coughs> the wheels, dude. The wheels <coughs> I don't ever expect that I'm gonna win curiosity. Not always. Okay. That's always. just you attempting to be humble and failing. Um on the curiosity wheel as Peter stands and me and Alex sit right now. Hell comes to Frogtown. That's right. Dude, I've never been there. Uh, well, I, I was going to come there soon. I hope to never visit there. Flight of the Navigator. <laughs> Heart and Souls. That's right. Rambo Last Blood. Fucking Christ. Oh, the hell. Yes. I forgot about that. Okay, yeah. I, I, I can't. I, I, that last kill, man. Mean Streets. Scorsese, that's right. Oh, my Hell on Mean that's Streets. Right. 2001 A Space Odyssey. Spiderwick Chronicles. Oh, God. <laughs> Never seen it. Bridge on the River Kwai. Oh, that's right. That'd be another long movie. Here's a pink sweater. Gojira. Ooh, I kind of... It's not going to happen now. Uh, it's not going to happen now. Shut up. Sorry. I want it, though. Dude, you can't say that It'd shit. It'd be so great. You can give reactions, but you can't go, I, I want it to happen. I want it. Because it's not going to fucking work. It's a terrible work. impression of me. Although I do stand and wiggle my arms that way and wave my butt around like that, but that's a terrible <laughs> impression. <laughs> terrible impression. <laughs> I wiggle my butt oh. like that and I do hop up and down like a bunny, but I don't make that kind of sound. It's more like a dog bark. Was that the animal that he got on that quiz a couple of weeks ago? No, he got, got a penguin, penguin dude. Um, I got a natural predator. To my predatorial instincts. God, you're an alpha. Um... <laughs> Are you sure as hell think you are one? He's the one out of us as a girlfriend. I'm the one who takes off his pants. Okay. Oh, God. Okay, Patrick. Well, I suck on things, so... Um, so, we have the one that we're not supposed to talk about. Oh, Fight Club. Ah! You screwed up every time. Every time. I should just skip it and see if you notice. It's like that Beetlejuice guy just... that I kept talking about. What, Beetlejuice? It's that. When you do that, it makes me want to hit you in the mouth. Sorry. <laughs> Move on. 
Three kings. God, <laughs> fuck you! Hey, what's up, guys? You three. only said it twice! I know, I said it three times. When? He said it three times, trust me. I, if he said it three more times, I'd go away. Don't talk to Edgar, dude. Why'd you even come back? Hey, Edgar. what's up? I'm Edgar. Oh, and you're both in here? Yeah! Sorry. I'm not surprised that you Let's go out. watch a movie, okay? What's your favorite thing? Is it pickles? Mine's too. I can't keep track of who's talking anymore. <laughs> There they go. Three kings be stealing the gold. Three kings. Um, L.A. Confidential. Oh, my God. I did put that on there. That'd be Feroshi. Pleasantville. Yeah. We oh. keep seeing that on Max. Oh. They finally put it on there. Oh. He's climaxing. Um, Sky Captain in the World of Tomorrow. Watch that trailer. <laughs> and finally, Executive Decision. Yes. Which is if it landed, if it lands on uh, something I don't like, I'm gonna make that. There's um, so many good movies on there. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> like how desperate you <laughs> oh. I'm um, so ready. Stretching. Anyway, I just broke my wrist doing that. Three, two, one. We're in communion right now. That's us looking at the wheel. What's it gonna do? What's it gonna do? Come on! <laughs> spit it out, son. Spit it. Spit it in my mouth if you gotta. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> the next time we're gonna be reviewing on the Master Movie Podcast. Sky Captain in the World of Tomorrow! That was an on-point freaking accent. So I made that happen, right? <laughs> you did. What? You did. Because I watched that you trailer. You did watch that trailer. trailer. You played it. <laughs> you made that happen. Why are you three, bummed out? Three weeks to watch <laughs> Sky Captain in the World of Tomorrow. Hey, man, it's all your fault. So. I didn't pick it. Yeah, you did. No. You played it. I didn't know. I didn't put it on the wheel. This you is what you know. get. This is what you get. I finally won on the fucking wheel. Fucking I put, I you should have fucking known. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. It's what you get for keep playing these wheels, man. Damn you keep it. trying to game the system. We're going to watch the trailer. We're going to watch the trailer. We're going to watch the I don't make that sound. I hop around like that. I wave my arms like that. I move my butt like a little girl like that. But I don't what? make that sound. Why? I don't want to know. I don't want to know. Peter, I don't want to. When know. are we going to get hurt in souls, man? This is damn I don't know. Watch. Play the trailer. <laughs> <laughs> See what happens. Maybe if it had little girls in it, you'd be wanting it more. Um, I didn't know that was the key. I've been playing trailers all day. You <laughs> have on repeat. What would happen? Yes. Come on, come no. on. What, what would happen if he put together a playlist of a trail for the trailers for each of these movies? It would all it would all cancel out. out. <laughs> it would all just cancel out in nothingness. But that's it's what because, he wants to do. It's because he, the only movie on any of these on any of these wheels that he played, he played one trailer of this movie. No, here's the funny thing. Here's the funny thing. I just love, I just love how you keep trying to game these wheels. Hold on, hold on. I like how... Only this movie. And you knew it was on the curiosity wheel. I didn't know this movie was Fuck doing. you. I didn't know this movie was doing. 
Patrick Star, get out. Um. <laughs> I don't know. Hold on, time out. Oh, dude, you know it's so. <laughs> the sardines, why don't you? Hold on. Oh. It's fucked up, man. I didn't do that. I didn't know. That's what you sound like. I didn't know. Take a step back. I didn't here. know. <laughs> One trailer. How do you pick that? How the fuck did that happen? Fuck, dude. It's the, oh, one, it's the one trailer that you played. Oh, I really no, I don't okay. care Can about we... this one. Oh, <laughs> really? Really? <laughs> Tell us how you really feel. Uh, I hope it's good. Oh, <laughs> I don't I don't hey, at hey, least Ghost Story replaced it. Time out. Okay, time out. <laughs> no, it's a good You point. have been trying to game the system here and try to manipulate these wheels into doing something that that's not it's against it's against its nature and then you come out of nowhere and you play yourself by playing the one fucking trailer out of all of these and it lands on that not even just not even just this no 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 i know it knows but i'm not trying to game the system i'm trying to break its own rhythms i'm trying to get it like yes and it doesn't work how did that work for you how'd that work out we got great stuff on there I got Mean Streets on there. Yeah, you did, but now you have to watch Sky Captain. Yeah, I understand that I played the wrong trailer. The <laughs> <laughs> wrong one. I thought that. Only I trailer. I didn't know we were tonight. <laughs> I didn't know that shit. Oh, you sound like you're blaming me. No, I'm saying I didn't know we were going to have that. I didn't know it was going to be the wheel that we were going to do. Uh huh. I thought it was on the bad movie. Uh huh. You've known, okay, we've been doing this for a long time. You know the pattern when of the wheel. When was the last time we did the Curiosity Wheel? Dude, Star Crash was a bad movie. Yes, but how long? You said to yourself, you did not see Gangs of New York as a curiosity. You said that it was as a good movie. Yes, my point is, it's been weeks since we've gotten one episode done. How many weeks has it been since we've done a curiosity? Nah, I'm still not, I'm not giving you That's what I'm saying, I don't remember the fucking wheel. I don't remember the wheel. Because nine was curiosity, I don't remember. You played yourself. You fucked You tried to upset the established you order. I didn't try and to then do you shit. bit yourself you in the ass. Dude, I tried I played a trailer. And the wheel was I like, played a, a trailer. trailer. <laughs> a trailer. You played the one and only. Your impression of me is like 90% correct. I get it. But like of the aspect that people can't see, alright? Everything physically you're doing is correct. But I don't sound like that, okay? I played a trailer. I didn't play a trailer, okay? Unbelievable. The wheels are alive. If you want any more proof. Do you really need any more proof that the wheels are alive? Like, I don't. I find that shit fun. That's that that shit's hilarious. You tried to break its rhythms. Try to upset these established orders. Dude, dude, I did. And you played yourself. Dude, of course they're gonna get back at me from time to time, but at the same time, time to time, it's fucked them up. I fucked them up, buck. Alex, Alex, this is how it starts. This is how it starts. You did good, buddy. Thank you. You This is how it starts. Now you're gonna be forced to freaking like kill Johnny. What? You're gonna be forced to kill Johnny. Who's Johnny? Johnny. Like I'm equating this to. I didn't kill Johnny. I told Johnny to leave. The cuck. Johnny left, was supposed to leave town. Bill the Butcher killed him before he could leave town. He really did try to leave town immediately, yeah. and then he got caught. Yeah, the bald guy got him. Oh, my God. I no. didn't kill him. In fact, I said I wasn't going to kill no, him. No, I mean, like, you have to walk up to Johnny and kill him. Like, that's how this is all Oh, a mercy kill? 
No. Who am I mercy killing? You're gonna have to do shit that I'm you're gonna not gonna want to do. No, it's gonna land on movies. No, no Skycap. Okay. This may start a trend that you may have to watch movies. You may have to watch movies for this show that you are not interested in. It just may start shit. <laughs> you already said I don't care about this one. Yeah, you literally that's the word that came out of your mouth. The one trailer for the movie you cared the right, least fine. about. Fine. Okay. You eat your it's crow. Not, it's not that I don't care that much about it. I was interested in doing it. It's that I wasn't interested in spending three weeks thinking about it. Also, here's the more important I thing. Don't. Here's the more important thing. You don't know me! Here's the more important thing that we need to take away from this. I won the curiosity wheel. So take that, Peter. Christopher Sky Captain? Yes. Yeah. 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 And I replaced you. Yes, you did. I'll take no, I'll I will I will happily take that. I'll happily take that. I'll happily take like, that. I don't know what kind of game Alex is playing, but I don't want any part of that. I get fire and I get burned from time to time. You, get, you got a nice. No, burn this is off your the wheel, Peter. Do you we're disagree? This is how it starts. This is absolutely how this yep. shit kind of starts. This we're is going, how this is how spiral starts. It's all downhill. Okay, dude. I'm sorry. We there. Go play another trailer, asshole. Go go play a trailer on the good on the on the bad movie wheel right now. Right, it's not gonna matter. It's not gonna remember four fucking weeks from now. Oh, dude. oh! It'll, it'll never it'll forget. Remember. It'll, it'll remember. never forget, no, dude. You'll forget. No, how do you? How, how are you no, taking no, these for granted? No, you no, helped you're a create these shit. things. Stop. I fucking hate you. Stop. I fucking love you. We'll bear my children. Cuddle me at night. Tell me I'm special. Tell me that everything I did was right in this world. And most of all, tell me you love me. I think we're done here. This is going deep. This I think is we're going, done here. Going tell me you love me. This is going pretty deep. That's what she said. There you go. Oh, sorry. Drink. I think I heard you that time. You absolutely played yourself, and you get every. You deserve every every bit of this. You um, bent your dick backwards into your own asshole. You fucked it. So, uh, gigs of New York. Um, it's what Wonka should have been. Um, and uh, there's a lot of top hats. That's the joke I'm making. Jesus Christ! What yeah. the hell? He's dying. He got shot. Oh, silence pistol. Um, oh, yeah. Um, rest in peace, Paul Birchall. Uh, no, not Paul Birchall. Uh, Paul Bearer. Thank you. That Paul Bearer guy, yeah. Yeah, that Paul Bearer guy. You don't know him. In that one way. Um, the doors are alive again. Uh, anyway, so. Anyway, so. Yeah, Sky Captain. Jude Law. Uh, Gwyneth Paltrow. Do you have any Jeff, re- Angelina Jolie. This is going to be cool. I hope so. Um, it's going to be fun. We'll know in three weeks. We'll know in three weeks when we uh, get back together again. Um, what, if we, what if the guy who made it has made like 50 movies? <laughs> and I'm like, okay. <laughs> you watched a five and a half, five and a half hour Napoleon. movie on Napoleon. It's fucking dope. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if you locked yourself in your room and just watched 50 movies by the guy uh, who made Sky Captain. Peter's out and about watching stuff, so I'm going to watch it with him. Um, Where? So yeah, uh, so Sky Captain in the World of Tomorrow. Oh. I... <laughs> but I heard that one. I did not. It was like a. Woo. Uh. <laughs> um, we're turning into the Looney Tunes slowly. Um, uh, anyway, so Sky Captain, we're not. So we're going from. 1865, uh, Civil War era, to 
alternate history universe sci-fi 1940s. It's like poetry. Uh, yeah, um, Art Deco, blue screen, heavily inspired by the work of uh, Sin City being popular. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, so... It wasn't that bad. I actually am intrigued. Mm. Uh, yeah. It's just farting around. Um... So, just to explain the origins of this real quick, um, I picked this because I saw yeah, it. God. I picked it. I picked this because I saw it on. Um, uh, it it was on deep dive, and I was just like, "There's, I've got to see this movie myself, like start to finish." And How I long got. Ago was that? Oh, it was about, like, that one or two years ago. So this movie's been on the wheel for, like, two No, years. it's been on the wheel for about less than a year. Just the idea oh, really? of doing it. Yeah. That's yeah, um, pretty recent. We've done the jokes so much now, it seems yeah. like it's way longer than... Just I know. Um, I... Yes. Um, <clears throat> but, yeah, I was just like, I've got to see this start to finish, but I think it'd be better if I did it for the podcast, just for posterity. Just so for the record. That's the point of curiosity. Yes. Um, like, it's like, I've got to see how this flows start to finish, not in the context of a YouTube video. I've got to see this, how it is supposed to be. Um, but anyway, so yeah, it wasn't, it actually wasn't close. No, I know. It was, just, it was pretty, other, what was it close to? The closest one it was to was executive decision. But it was but again, it wasn't close. <sighs> It wasn't close. Oh, <laughs> it's not you. It's, it's not you, It's 100% your fault. Oh, it really it's is. absolutely your fault. Unanimously, it's your fault. Yes. I'm just kidding. Yeah. Okay. It's not fair. Yeah. This is Chris's pick. It could be yes. good. It's, it's my pick, and I will live with the consequences of my actions. Unlike some people. Um, <laughs> wow, that was dark. That was dark. That's one of my favorite. That was a dark visual cue. That was Billy the Butcher fucking a child dark. <laughs> wow. This is never getting you on the are internet. You cringing so hard by that. You said it. I know. It is. This is <laughs> never going to see the light of day. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. This is the darkest episode we've ever had. If she scarred up like that now, she healed for a while. So he had a child with a child. Yeah. Oh I'm only God. doing this to make him feel bad. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Jenny. Yeah. I um, touched a boob and I came, Jenny. All right, we're going to say goodbye, folks, and we're going to watch the Sky Captain trailer. Yep. All right. Fire it up. And I'll uh, we'll see That's you guys next time. Say goodbye, guys. We have 26 minutes left. Goodbye. far, guys. Bye bye. Thanks for welcoming me back. Yep. We, uh, it was a lot of work. We had to get a crash cart. Um, Up top. Ow. Ah. God. Right in his, my right, hand. Right in my ass. Uh, my hand. Where, where, in did my you, ass. where did you think he was going to go? Where did you think my he was going to go? Stop what? sniffing my ass hand. Your hand. Anyways. <laughs> the way you turned around. And immediately... He did not want to be confronted with that. He did not want to face that at all. I'm done. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Sky Captain is on Max, so you could have just looked for it on Max, too. <laughs>
seriously, I if if ninety eight percent of that wasn't dead on, I would just it's the it's the audio. He just doesn't get the audio. Goodbye, everyone.